Ben James. And I'm Marco Sparks. And this week we're joined by a special guest, Demi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm three drinks in. I'm ready to talk about the craft. (laughs) We got to catch up. I I had like half a glass of white wine at a party earlier, but yeah, got a ways to go. Nice. Sadly, we're only going to assemble or we're only going to reach like three of the corners. (laughs) We can't call all four four directions. Yeah. I saw a cat back there. Oh, yes. Getting on the fourth corner there. Yeah, this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about The Craft, the 1996 film starring Robin Tunney, Nev Campbell, Theresa Balk, and Rachel True. This was a real blast from the past. Uh, so I guess, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into what we're watching the scene read to. Then we'll ask you to me why you wanted to talk about this movie. Cool. All right. But right now, uh, what are we watching these days? What about you, Demi? Please enlighten us. <laughs> you watch a lot. I watch a lot. Um peek behind the curtain i'm still unemployed because i've just been like avoiding the variants uh collecting <laughs> unemployment and studying because i study much better when i'm not working so i might as well get my certifications and i'm like mm. well on my way at this point but awesome. anyway so i have a lot of free time um <laughs> and uh i recently finished uh the white lotus so mm-hmm. i feel like still fresh on the list um which was it was a fun ride uh i have my critiques but i have my critiques for everything um i'm watching married at first sight season 11 with a friend um which is just like good nonsense you know you don't want to think too hard um i'm watching dairy girls on netflix which is a so i don't know how many years back but it's not very recent it's an irish sort of funny sitcom about teenage girls um i'm watching good trouble which is a spinoff of the fosters that i will stand by <laughs> you know their freeform does some good things because we've talked about you know pretty little liars mm-hmm. i'm watching grownish which is also on freeform and is extremely frustrating but i watch it anyway um teenagers making piss poor decisions um i'm watching nine perfect strangers which just started on hulu um nicole kidman is giving us like cult leader crazy uh speaking like, of wigs white woman. isn't that right. sort of um isn't that sort of like it's, very similar to white lotus i guess at least as far as like people on yeah. vacation i think i, I heard about that, i yeah. finished white lotus and went straight to nine perfect strangers and it was honestly a little trippy i was like so we're really into the resort like <laughs> so all these craziness. writers are like i have an idea for a show i want to escape covid and go to hawaii but nine perfect yeah. strangers is by the lady who did uh uh Fuck me. Um, the one set in Monterey that's like set in Australia in the book. Uh, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. That's David E. Kelly. Oh. But David E. Kelly wrote it, but I mean the yeah. author of the book. Okay. They were that's, in... I had no idea, but I also yeah. loved Big Little Lies. Yeah, so yeah. That's just, you know, Nicole it, giving us Isn't her, it kind of work. more murder mystery or something? Big Little Lies? No, uh, uh, Nine Strangers. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't know what the, what the uh, original text is like at all. So I'm going in this really blind, but um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's some murder. Nothing's come up yet. There's definitely like a weird subplot in which the cult leaderish lady is being stalked and that's obvious. So I think it's going to get really dark soon, Mm -hmm. but they've just released three episodes. So I haven't seen anything like that yet. Cause white Lotus, it gives me that vibe that like whenever my parents never really watched it, so I only saw occasional repeats of like uh, Love Boat. But I always think like if I were to do Love Boat, this is how I would do it. It would be exactly like White Lotus. Yes, this is weird class based comedy yes. of manners and errors. Yeah, 
Yes. For this audio medium, I am nodding my head very hard. <laughs> Nobody can see that. <laughs> but I just felt like I was like, oh, so this is like one of those old Rowan and Island were isolated shows such as Love Boat that mm. I couldn't I couldn't think of the name of. But like, that's perfect. It's it's like if I were to redo this now and I just found out today it was like written and directed by one guy for each and every episode, mm. which is the shortcomings make a lot more sense now because it's just one white guy. And a lot of the dialogue comes off as if like he read some some woke teenager discourse <laughs> and then like tried to pretend he was absorbing it, but then also regurgitated, regurgitated it in a way that suggests that he's mocking it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that makes that makes a lot more sense now. But it was still shenanigans and fun all the way through. So that mm-hmm. was cool. Um, I had a good time. The ending was maybe a little underwhelming, but other than that, I won't spoil anything. It was good. The ending was, uh, in some ways, perfect. In some ways, like super depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, I, the thing that made me laugh the hardest in White Lotus, since I, I, it's pretty much all I've really watched last week, is uh, when Paula says that they have a book stylist when she's like bullshitting Shane. Mm-hmm. I, I could not laugh harder than that when she's just like, we have a book stylist who picks out our books for us every day. Because the thing is, I felt like that was possible. Like, for yeah. a second, like, she might be serious. <laughs> like, <laughs> that might be true. I could see that happening, especially for, like, a celeb. Yeah. Like, yeah, just have someone pick my books. Yeah. You know? It's like a book club, but it's just the one person that picks my books. Um, yeah, so I just finished that. Uh, some things about the ending I would have changed, but I think that they were realistic in a way. Um, and I'm also watching, I think the only other thing is uh, F boy Island <laughs> on um, HBO max. And I think that, that, I mean, like, I know not everyone's into reality TV, but it's a pretty interesting new reality series. I'm having a good time, but it's a weird one. Is it literally just putting a bunch of like fuck boys on an Island? <laughs> no, um, it's, Three, there's three girls who okay. are like it's like the bachelorette but with three girls um and there are 24 men contestants 12 of them are self-defined fuckboys 12 of them are nice guys which is like <laughs> like are you are you trying to mock us that's the same thing yeah like yeah. Fuck boys and people who think they're nice guys are the same person but yeah. whatever and they have to try to figure out who's who but they're also like dating them and trying to get to know them and trying to find love and stuff and at first i was like oh this is ass i'm not finishing this but it's actually pretty good and the girls like are standing up for themselves a lot more because they've been given like the power of the show mm. um and shenanigans ensue and it's pretty good and i have this weird complaint about um it's not that weird. This complaint about most reality TV where the music is so trashy. It's like, I know they're just picking from, you know, all those little artists that haven't been discovered and stuff. But this one, like, these are songs I don't know, but they don't sound as bad. And that makes a huge difference for me. And um, the host is a comedian, Nikki Glaser, and she's hilarious. And it made all the difference. So the, like the editing and the way that they do it, and it's clearly still in COVID times because they didn't send all the people who got eliminated home. They send them to different parts of the island to do <laughs> random, not necessary, but funny things. It's pretty cool. I'm just, the fuck boys come back. I'm just picturing like like the host being like, all right, Devin, you are the biggest fuck boy on the island. Please gather <laughs> your acoustic guitar and, and leave the premises. Your puka shell necklace, <laughs> yeah. She does say things something like that. They never say fuckboy on the show, though. That bothers me a lot. They keep calling them F-boys. I'm like, I get it for the title. It's it's HBO. But like, 
just say fuck boy they want to sell a shirt that says f boy on it or whatever i i swear to god when you first mentioned i was picturing like lord of the fuck boys like a plane crashes and these fuck boys have to rebuild a society (laughs) no actually i don't want to give anything away but all the fuck boys who get eliminated they go to this place called limbro (laughs) 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 like it's just like it's not even a hut there's no ceiling it's just like sand in a big ring of like tie tall wooden walls mm-hmm. um and then like they have some like shells to dig in the sand with they want to build something they have some little cots like military cots and that's like it they send them into the wilderness basically but like i think at night you know when the cameras go off they take them to a hotel or something but it's really funny like for the rest of the season they don't go home they're just in limbo like hanging out with no food and no no shelter it's really interesting <laughs> the fate that awaits all fuck boys Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, Marco, you said you're just watching White Lotus. Pretty much, yeah. What about you? Not much, really. I haven't been watching anything lately. Um, just the What If cartoon on Disney, whenever it comes out, it's fine. You know, um, I don't know. It's sad that it's like the official last performance of Chadwick Boseman as like doing a voice on a TV show, but he's good. Yeah. Um, oh, and then just for some reason, like I started watching a bunch of clips from uh, 500 Days of Summer last night. Just to, I don't know why, <laughs> you know. Just go down that rabbit hole. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, what <laughs> what are we listening to these days? Like music wise? Yeah. Um, I am listening to Tinashe's new album. I think that's how you say her name, but I've I've never actually looked it up. Um, which is called Three Three Three. Um, I like some of it. I listen to Lil Nas X's Industry Baby on repeat sometimes. And uh, Tyler, the creator, has a new album called Call Me If You Get Lost, which I like a lot. Mm. I love that. Like, like there's this, like, Twitter, like, the one of the few good things about Twitter is that Lil Nas X has Twitter. And so, it's <laughs> like, every time somebody attacks him, he's just like, I'm ready to respond. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a troll before his fame. Like, he was a. Yeah almost professional troll on the internet so it's like you can't it's like a fortress you just can't <laughs> penetrate him in that well <laughs> you, can't, you can't get to him like that'll really bother him is what i mean mm. i was like i've seen that music video i think you can <laughs> i think you might be able to the top bottom we don't know but i think so mm. all right marco what about you uh i've been all over the place i I took a little bit of a ride through the the new Lord album yesterday, which I don't know, man. It feels like it it wanted to to come out in time to be like in an episode of White Lotus or Nine Perfect Strangers or whatever. Um, and then like I I went back on like a like a weirder '90s thing. I started with I have this false memory that the song from the trailer for The Craft is Space Hog covering uh, How Soon Is Now. Hmm. And not love spit love. And so started downloading like Space Hog songs and I just went on a whole like I don't know, like darker that 90s. That is a name I've not heard in a long time. Space yeah. Hog. Yeah. In the meantime, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I haven't been listening to much. We went back on through some old nineties stuff just from watching this movie. And I don't know, it's it's a very specific genre of nineties music I feel like is here, but mostly just that and random Taylor Swift stuff. Like Matthew Sweet. Is an entity that I didn't think I'd ever hear from again. That <laughs> this movie comes in my life. All right, uh, and uh, what are we reading these days? Start with you, right. Demi. 
Um, I am reading Running a Bar for Dummies because my friend and I are thinking of opening like a, a Black queer bar space because believe it or not, Brooklyn doesn't have anything exclusively like that um, or New York in general. Um, and we're tired of it. <laughs> like we're tired of bad parties and not <laughs> feeling safe some of the time. Um, so we're thinking about it as a long shot thing. So I'm reading that to, nice. to sort of understand more of what that would look like. Um, and I'm also reading uh, White Tears, Brown Scars, which is a collection of essays. Um, I don't remember the, the author's name at the moment, but it's a collection of essays about like white feminism and how it doesn't always actually include women and, and feminists of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have nothing good to follow up with. I've, I've not read anything this week. <laughs> Oh, you get an F for this week's assignment. Now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I finished The Lady of the Lake, the last Witcher book. There's one more, but I think it's a prequel. So even though I've had it sitting on my shelf for like four years waiting to be read, I'm not sure if I'm going to read it next because I don't know. It's just not as exciting, but we'll see. But This is the one you have not read? This is the one I have not read, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it can only disappoint me because I really like the main series. but. So, it though. so I don't know. I've got a, a whole bookshelf full of books I haven't read yet. So maybe I'll get back to, oh, what was that really weird, like Harry Potter, but Russian thing that you gave me? Oh, yeah. Via, uh, via, via Nostra Nostra. or something. Yeah, that was really weird. Maybe I'll read more of that. Nice. Mm-hmm. What is this? It's, it's like, it's basically like some, you know, teenage girl gets invited to go to some weird school that's like it's seemingly a magic school but it's like all in russia and it's really weird and she Mm -hmm. has to do these she like be given these assignments or like you have to like wake up at four in the morning and like swim out to this like a buoy when she's on vacation and then like she costs up gold coins when she does it and if she doesn't do it like someone in her family like might be injured or killed and it's just really weird like i I don't even know how to describe it like at one point, she's like the, this like mysterious guy tells her like you have to get up at five a.m. and like run around the park for like three miles or something every day, and then like go pee and like in the bushes and you'll piss out gold coins or something. I need I need to save all those coins and give them to me later. And then like she does it, and she gets invited to this weird magic school. It's incredibly bizarre. So that sounds painful. Yeah. I read a review that basically talked about those scenes, and I was like, I've got a big shelf of, for books i haven't read yet add to cart and then i was like a pause around and i was like i started thinking about james and i was like add another one to cart <laughs> she's at the school now i might maybe ha- like a third of the way through it i don't know it's like the magic school is just her like reading nonsense and having to like give a report on it and it's like it's like she's like having to mold her brain into some different way of thinking or something like that so mm. she hasn't like just done any real magic yet but i'm it must be coming it seems like it sounds intense mm-hmm I wonder if that's where Victor Crumb's, what Victor Crumb's school was like. (laughs) Victor Crumb having to cough up gold coins and pee in the bushes. Every time Hermione goes in for a kiss, he's like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just, I want to give a shout out to Savannah, our guest last week. And we went in a whole thing in the podcast about Invasion of the Body Snatchers and how (laughs) she should watch the remake or watch the original and we found out that she was watching the remake after we recorded is that a shout out or a diss yeah yeah and that's not a diss it's, okay. it's it's good for her mm-hmm. they're both, both, good. both great movies yeah, yeah both great movies but i prefer the the 50s black and white one yeah yeah oh my god the craft the craft mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. 1996 mm-hmm. the craft to me why did you want to talk about this movie 
Um, well, I went through a witchy phase for sure. Um, in my, mm, I guess late teens or early twenties. And that was like the first time I watched the craft all the way through. I wanted to watch it again. Like I'd been meaning to do that for a while. Um, and yeah, I just felt like I realized the more I rewatch things, the more I pick up on stuff. And this, this is one of those movies. It's like, we didn't, most of the people that I know that saw it didn't see it at a time where we could really critically analyze it. And I wanted to like do that and dissect it, pick it apart. Um, and also it's just sort of a classic in terms of like, there's a couple of witch movies, but this one's like the one, like the oldest that really stuck with me. Yeah. There's a scene where they're all gathered around just like watching TV at one of their houses. And I was like, well, what do they watch? Cause they can't be watching the craft because they're in the craft. You know, it's like, what do they watch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was Bewitched they were watching. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Bewitched. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what you have. That's mm-hmm. what you got. <laughs> also, 25th anniversary. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. timing. Well picked. Yeah. There was a couple movies you had for us, and there was one where I was like, nope, no way. Yep. And I told you, I, I, like, I was like, nope, no way, right? It was kids. Mm-hmm. I was like, nope, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Watch I'm that glad once. you felt that way. Yeah. And I've, I've seen never seen kids. Or Larry I just, Clark I just heard about kids. Yeah. I've seen more Larry I, Clark movies than I'd like to admit, but yeah, never again. I know I watched it and I was like, there, like it was like back when Tumblr was a thing and mm. I was seeing like gifs from that movie or whatever. And I was like, I've never seen that. And to be, to be frank, I watch way more TV than films. Like there's so many films I haven't seen that pretty much everyone has. Mm. And I was like, Oh, I guess I better watch that. And Rosario Dawson and like Chloe Sevigny, like absolutely. And then I watched it and I was like, I feel horrible. <laughs> And well, nobody warned me. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. That ending is not cool, man. No, it's like we're just gonna leave it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like, we could we could watch that. We could talk a lot of shit about it and about how far movies have come since then. But I didn't. I was. It was not a feel good pick. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. All right. Well, who would like to go first with their uh, kind of opening statement about the craft? Marco, I nominate you. Oh, okay. Um, mine, mine might even I don't know mine might either be the shortest or the most rambling um, this movie you know if you haven't seen this movie before you've only seen parts or whatever just in a 2021 sense all the trigger warnings there's a lot of stuff in this movie um, but yeah as soon as as soon as like Demi mentioned it I, I'd only seen like 10 minutes of this point I was just in a mood to watch a movie about a bunch of teenage Agatha Harknesses um, I always assumed that like a certain kind of aesthetic of like like Tara from Buffy came from this movie or i know they certainly got eight seasons of charmed essentially out of this movie but this was a very interesting to see a movie where like you just know this is going to inspire like a generation to come um not a perfect movie but definitely a very very interesting movie i went into this not knowing more than much more than like who the main four girls were so i had a good lol when i saw ski ulrich's name come up in the credits i had no idea he was going to be in this man oh man uh, that guy's made a career of playing like someone's sex nemesis in one form or another. Um, uh, but there is definitely a magic spell that's unleashed uh, on the world from the, this time forward. And that spell is called Feruza Balk. And the fact that this, <laughs> that she's basically in this, the water boy and almost famous, like those are her claims of fame is insane to me. Um, it's like somehow we got Joaquin Phoenix to, allowed to be the Joker before Feruza Balk was. I mean, yeah, anyway. Um, She's a little bit like Keeper Sutherland in The Lost Boys, but better. Like, she just goes... Like, there's times when I think she's cheesy and ridiculous, but, man, she goes harder than hard 
every time she's on screen. But uh, I just want to point out that Favors of Balk is the darkest of Arias, Robin Tunney is Spencer, Neff Campbell's Hannah, and Rachel True is Emily, right? I was gonna ask. No, no, like, <laughs> you're 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 wrong in that regard. I would say that Robin Tunney is definitely like, which the Arya. Nah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, I ask you, Neff Campbell and Rachel True, though Hannah and Emily. That's that's my. Well, Rochelle has a swimming thing. I mean, so that yeah, that's like a mm-hmm. like a almost uh, uncanny. But and there's like a physical thing with both you know Hannah and and, and Neff Campbell's character. Anyway. I yeah. can also I see the that. like the being poor thing, like with Nancy being a Hannah thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of my notes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to apologize now. I have the actress's names. Oh, okay. I had a hard time <laughs> just writing Bonnie and Nancy at times. So yeah. So I'm like, Favorisa did this and Favorisa did that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, why don't you hit us with your opening statement to me? Okay. Um, so I feel like the first time that you watch this movie, you know, like you're a teen in the 90s, whatever. I mean, I was not, but (laughs) but if you were a teen in the 90s, um, it's pretty much just like good witchy fun, um, like attached to an allegory about like how you got to be careful what you wish for and all that stuff. But then when you watch it again later or you watch it as an adult, like it brings out all of these like shortcomings that could have like they want to be saved by the nostalgia of the time when you rewatch it and like the amazing wardrobe and like the quotable things you get like we are the weirdos mister and and all that stuff but like it's like those are great but there's like this other current that's so strong that really bothered me it could have been like this really super feministy movie in which they were like eating their enemies and like you know using their power to sort of like assert you know, that they were better than all the things that were happening to them or that they can control some things and and change some things about their lives. But um, instead it was like, they got this little bit of power and they weren't able to handle it. Like, it's just, that that happens a lot on like TV and in films where it's like, women can't handle any power. You give them a little bit of this and they they screw it up and they, you know, it just, it turned into one of those. And it was like, we've, we've had that a million times. Like women are capable. You could have given us something to work with. it's also got some like icky stuff with Sarah's character that's like super unfeministy and really annoying where it's like she wanted to we'll get into it but she was pretty much ready to absolve um Skeet's character Chris yeah mm-hmm. and then like yeah. kind of all the sisters are turning on each other and stuff so we didn't get like this you know how like PLL has this great sort of like sister code without saying it where they like all they're always all for each other um and it pretty much never broke. But this one was just like, they were so ready to turn on each other. Some of it didn't make sense. I don't know. It has all these like, instead of being the unapologetic badass teen, which like getting revenge on society story, it became very like safe and cliche and almost sort of like the church is watching. We got to make sure we demonize this, this right. witch stuff in the end. And that's all that matters. Um, it could have been more pro woman than that. And that's disappointing, but it's still, if you, just watch it in the background. You watch it with your phone out. It's still got all that great wardrobe and witch stuff. 90 special effects. Yeah. Yeah. The finger snakes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, only one of them really has power, though, right? That's the ultimate. I think so. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We can, yeah. Yeah, we can talk okay. about that. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this movie had so much going for it. It's got the, the vibes are right. The actors, the direction, the costumes. Everything's there except the script. I felt like this, like, I mean, this is the first time watch it all the way through and like really pay attention the whole time. Like, man, this is really like, it's not even accomplishing 
some of the basics of what you'd expect from a typical like morality play type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. It just feels like very slapdash and rush in a lot of ways. Like they've cut scenes out or they're just like not caring enough to establish things. But, you know, I, I, I don't want to bury this movie, come to phrase it. Uh, Frieza Balk might have been born to play this role. Uh, it's a shame that she wasn't in more. Uh, you just know immediately she's going to be bad news as soon as you meet her. Uh, but she's so compelling that you just you let it slide. Robin Tunney has like the oddest effect in this movie. Um, I think at the time I, I would like, I was like, Oh, that's just kind of like a poor man's Alicia Silverstone, but she's like way different here. Like she's clearly much more in that. It's, it's really funny that she was filming like empire records right before she did this because they're completely different types of characters. Um, I love how gloomy and weird they managed to make LA seem. I was like blown away when they mentioned that they LA. In, yeah. They mm-hmm. mentioned they were in LA at one point. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, LAX is right there at the beginning. Yeah. But I honestly thought okay. this was Miami. Like, for the first five minutes, yeah, all the reason. rain. Yeah, even even though uh, the boa constrictors, but even though like they land at LAX, I was like, "Is this Miami?" <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it's it's giving like weird Florida no man's land vibes. Yeah, but yeah, I, I love the soundtrack. Um, I do think there are some issues with the way it's like they almost want you to sympathize with some of the uh, like the victims of their curses. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's we can, we can talk about it when we get to those parts, but it's like this feels weird that it's almost like like you can excuse away some of the actions of the other characters by saying, well, they're under a spell or something like that. You know, like I feel yeah. like it, it blunts things uh, in that way. Uh, Definitely. I've, I've got notes about that. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I want to say, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I, I wanted to say, um, I'm going to state up off top that like, for me, Sarah's the villain and Nancy's the anti-hero. And that's <laughs> what I'm working with. Interesting. Interesting. interesting yeah. Yeah, I I do. I wish they'd done more work in the writing for Bonnie and Rochelle, like more motivation for some of the things that they do, because it, yeah. it they don't really make a whole lot of sense to me in the third act of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And then also just the name Manon as the, uh, like the, the the high spirit. Like it's just it sounds so mumbly every time they say it. They're like, oh, I need to be invoke the spirit mm-hmm. of Manon. It's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Do you you Did, know what? They're saying it the French way because it's a French name, but mm-hmm. it's weird woman. that they picked it. It's, yeah, it's just random as hell. It's like, that's a, it's like a woman's name, but a male presenting deity. It just seems like they Why? could have picked a better name that had a little more oomph to it. Yeah, like I'm 16. I don't know who Manon is. Like I don't like I don't know how to say that word because I don't speak French. Like, why are we doing this? And I never mentioned anything French. That they gave all four actresses a different name to say. Because I felt like none of them were saying Manon the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah. Uh, that's my statement there. End of statement. So let's talk about the movie. Yeah. We get introduced I, to our, our trio here because the fourth isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. Not to step on anyone's trivia later. I just love it they, that they they've brought in a real Wiccan expert to give them real invocations. They just changed the name of the deities. Yeah. Whatever. I like that too because I've known some people to practice. I'm I'm not gonna lie, and I was like, some of this sounds really familiar. And then I read the trivia, and I was like, oh, <laughs> they had yeah. consultants. Yeah. Um. But the shot of just a crystal ball and candle and potions, just what a great witchy like first image of this movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I can definitely cool. remember. I'm sure my parents would not want to have wanted me to see this movie when it came out. Oh, witchcraft, no. yeah. Also, uh, Rachel True looks like a high school student, though she's 30 when she's filming this movie, or yes. 29. She actually yeah. looks like a high school student to me. It's wonderful. Wild. I meant to 
look up how how far apart the show is and half and half which is a sitcom that she was on for a while and like she's clearly an adult in that one and i think they're closer together than they were in my head canon originally once i read that fact that was like oh this may not have been too far after um yeah but she looked i yeah, i was somewhat convinced i was like you're looking young girl she's Oops, she ages very well yeah 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 part of it's uh, probably also just like my 90s brain like I just assume that all the actors who were 25 look like teenagers because that's yeah. what we got at the time, you know? Yeah, the, the 90210 effect, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a real rock and roll witchgasm of imagery in the credits. It's um, like super extreme, with capital yeah. X. And then this like Our Lady Peace cover of Tomorrow Never Knows, the one Beatles song that Don Draper knows, which I love that it sounds neither like nothing like the Beatles and or Our Lady Peace they watched, watching that, I was like, I wonder if Matthew Weiner watched this episode, or watched this movie before doing that episode of Mad Men. I was like, that's the Beatles song I had to pick. Yeah, yeah. I'm it was sure either it this was. or Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> I saw The Craft on TV the other night, yeah. Uh, like I said, I know nothing who's going to be in this movie. I just LOL when I saw Skeet Ulrich. I was like, of course, Skeet Ulrich. He's, his name sounds like a, a spell you would do. Of course, he's going to be in this movie. Yeah. I never found out why he chose that name. I don't I, like that's not Skeet's not your name but I never looked it up oh really what's his name oh I don't know what's something else it, it can't be his name read it yeah. like why would you choose that I just found out the other day I was I was four days this old or whatever when I found out that Brie Larson's not her real name what yeah oh it's, it's something close though I think isn't it she she chose I think Brie because it was her favorite like American girl or something like that I thought uh, you were going to say her favorite cheese, and I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Skeet real name is Brian Ray Trout. So what the go. fuck? <laughs> it's not What's up, Brian Ray Trout? Like, all right. Yeah, Brie, Brie, Brie Larson's real name Trout. is Brianna, so, you know, and DeSalle. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe it's oh, she's from favorite. Sacramento? Yeah, she is. I knew that. Mm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't notice the LAX shot, and so I was like... Where is this weird place they live that's always pouring rain? And has yeah. like this old, weird old house they move into where it's just like dripping water from the roof. You need Zillow. What's going on? <laughs> like the internet, something. She takes I, the, the picture out of what's clearly her mom. It's like you immediately know, like, okay, she's, she's got the dead mom plot line. Got it. <laughs> the moment we see her, I was like, where was Empire Records in this? Because that is the worst wig I've ever seen. Um, also, the the airport thing, real quick. Mom and dad, or, or, or dad and stepmom, get in the back. They make the daughter right up front with the driver. Is that they want is to that cool? sit next to each other? They want to canoodle. But I mean, would would you make your daughter sit up front with the driver? I don't know. It seems. I don't know. The dad didn't want to sit up there. Yeah. Yeah. And then just massive boa constrictor, of course. Mm-hmm. Letting you know it's about to be a spooky movie. Yeah. <laughs> like guess yeah. she's afraid of snakes or like she has visions of snakes them. Snakes and bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, James, like the, the such a 90s thing, though. The first thing she unpacks is this framed picture of her mother. Of course. Like, hey, audience, do you get it? This is a huge deal to me. Well, this- They're doing that on current Gossip Girl, and I hate it. I stopped. And I barely, I will hate watch something <laughs> to the end. And I still quit New Gossip Girl. It's horrible. Yeah, it doesn't seem like people like it from, from what I see on Twitter. I've only seen the first one, but I I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to get into why people hate it more. What is up with this weird drifter character who shows up with a snake? 
Like I found I this up back. Do you want it? You want it? Well, that's I, why I thought like, Florida. <laughs> Florida man. <laughs> Shows up with snake. I thought originally to myself, I think when I was younger, like in my head, he was like a caretaker who just looked really scruffy. Mm. I was like, oh, he works on the property. He found a snake. And then I realized when I was watching it this time, I was like, no, like he's just the random. Like, well, not, not totally remembering the movie. I'm like, okay, he's probably going to like show up at the end of that too. And he's not actually you know like he's, he's gonna warn a, them he's gonna warn them or yeah, yeah. They, they need to take him seriously yeah. no he he gets run over in just the most amazing way possible like yeah. about very 20 graphic in. yeah just just your local yeah. rando hobo yeah, yeah. and Love then put the young who's like one of those actors who was like in everything in the 90s who's the parents are like such a non-issue in this movie they're but yeah. non-entities in this movie yeah like even yeah. when they you think they're dead later you're like eh <laughs> so i I got about 10 minutes into the commentary because I had to, I went ahead and bought this on Blu-ray. That was my level wow. of commitment to this. Uh, this is the part where the director is giving uh, Robin Tunney shit for wearing the wig. And he actually says that, yeah, she just did Empire Records a month before this. She thought commitment as an actor was shaving your head for a role. And then she found out in this movie that real commitment is wearing a wig because you have to show up an hour early to have it glued on and stay an hour late to have it like ripped off your scalp. <laughs> See, I guess I'm just dumb because I rarely notice when people are wearing wigs. Like it just, I don't know. So apparently to a point when they went back and got more money for CGI and stuff like that, or 90s era CGI, they wanted to get money to uh, remove her hairline because hmm. it kept poking out of the wig. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I actually never noticed it either, to be honest with you. I saw it in the trivia and I was like, oh, that makes sense. It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't always notice it either. You're not alone, James. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what I did notice though is that she's going to Catholic school. She is not wearing a Catholic uniform in this first scene, so I guess it makes sense that everybody's staring. I I I guess that's how it works. I don't know. Uh, I was like, shouldn't they have gone to? I I don't know how one does that. Like, if you if you're like suddenly I have to go to Catholic school, you just show up and you have to get a uniform, give you loaner. Did you guys ever wear uniforms in your younger school years? No, they always. I did all the way until. We, I, all my various schools wear uniforms up until I want to say the eighth grade, mm. but like they would just specify what to get. Like they give you a list of what you could wear. And then there were local stores that would mm-hmm. carry that stuff. Mm. So you would just go buy your size. So I don't know what this whole get fitted thing is, but that her well, dad talked about. It has the classic like uh, extras thing where it's like some of them are wearing like fitted, nice looking uniforms. And some of the guys are wearing just like the, the, like four sizes too big shirt and like like baggier pants for no reason mm-hmm. um but yeah the movie is like i don't know it's it's playing at its thing because it's like she walks under a giant crucifix and make sure that we see that mm-hmm. um and then we get the the 90s shot of like the the three bad girls who like walk down the middle of the hallway of course there's also a really extreme shot of the uh like the crucifixion statue or whatever there it's like literal yeah. red blood on it it's pretty extreme yeah Neff Campbell's the kind of nerd who reads while walking. Yeah, it's like I get it. You got scars, but why are you always like this? Like that yeah. can't be great. Do you know what I back. think it is? I maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like Hurt Neff Campbell and Fruzabal kind of look alike, and so they're like, "Well, you got to have your hair in your face this whole movie, otherwise people are going to get confused." Okay. That's my theory. I would. I would think she looks more like Robin Tunney. Really? Yeah. Hmm, okay. They're 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 two young women with 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 good jawlines. They got cheekbones. Breckenmeyer's in it as he was in every '90s movie. 
so uh this is the part where i quit the 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 commentary because the director is boring as shit mm-hmm. and he's like Breckin meyer funny guy great I was like okay <laughs> like you're not helpful yeah i was like they gave they were like they did a couple of like the Brecken, you just cook you and we ran out of lines for you just you just say what you want to say and then he like he drops like uh you know derogatory comment like in the next scene and Jerry i'm like Bichler. i was like is this uh is this the uh is the cooking like okay <laughs> get out of the kitchen but they are the bad girls of school. Yeah. And they Nancy's the got night- a noose in her locker. Yes. I just wanted yes. to point that out. I was like, what? It's just like hanging on and like, yeah. Yeah, it's like she's like riding a bus or something. Holding on. You got black friends, girl. What's happening? Don't do that. Please. We're sensitive about the nooses. And according to the almanac, uh, like, what is it? It's like the today will bring an arrival of something. And she says, yeah, wonderful. I'm getting my rag. The 90s. Well, like as soon as they say we need a fourth, I was like, "Hello, I volunteer as tribute." Yeah, they're doing a lot of cute lesbian jokes in this movie too. Like, you're, you're queer, you're queer baiting a little uh, for the like. You know, there are a lot of gays that like witchy stuff. You're doing this on purpose. Mm-hmm. Even the O word had a witch little stint back I, in the day. I saw and that like, they wanted this to be PG thirteen, but like just the fact that it had girls doing witch Which stuff is, in it. it was like nope you yeah. get the r yeah as if as if that's like synonymous with just like straight up scissoring or something yeah yeah like, there's no explicit sex there's no foul language it's not even really violent but sorry yeah when i thought about that when i saw that i i wondered if like teens were like trying to go see this movie at the time and we're just like oh we're gonna see some fucking and then like yeah. they saw it and they were like what but where was the this, this totally felt like like the Showtime HBO free weekend. It was like, I'm going to get Color of Night, and then I'm going to finally watch like The Craft. <laughs> to be disappointed, yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to get a fun movie. Uh, this French teacher, Sorry. doesn't he kind of look like, a little like Mad Mickelson? Oh, I was like a creep? Okay. Well, he's got the bow tie. I look up who that is. I'm really bad at that sometimes. He's, um, he's, he's like this Danish Cinerale, guy. He was Hannibal, Hannibal in the Hannibal TV yeah. show. You said Matt Nicholson? Mads. Mads. M-A-D-S. Or, yeah. It was just a movie Hello. called Another Round, which just, like, got a lot of play. Oh, that's a name. Wow, that's spelled away. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's I could uh, see that. Grindelwald now. Right, hmm. yeah. You said Why Grindelwald, and for some reason I was thinking of, like, Beowulf. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah he looks like a thicker version Why of isn't, this guy. Why isn't Feyre's a Balk playing Grindelwald? Why isn't she in one of those movies, period? Yeah, really. She's really she's well, kind. She said, "Sorry, Gwen." I'm sorry. Ever since she, ever since she said, "Why hadn't she played the Joker?" I was like, "Damn, that grin is made for it." Seriously, totally. I have a <laughs> I have a picture on my phone that I'll post on Twitter later. Her grin is like like something. I, do you remember the trailer for that shitty True for Dare movie with, with Lucy Hale, where she oh, does yeah. a CGI <laughs> smile? Like Ball can fucking do that. She could put all three Naturally. of our heads in her mouth at once. Yeah, but yeah. Speaking of Harry Potter, just, isn't she kind of doing a little bit of a uh, uh, what Bellatrix? Yeah, Hel- Hel- yeah, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before it was mm-hmm. before yeah. before Bellatrix. Mm-hmm. Like I, said, I, I don't think that she's yeah. always successful in every scene, but my fucking god, she goes for it like in a way that I I, I don't know. She'd just be fucking applauded. Yeah. In the scenes where I feel that she's unsuccessful, she's still creeping me out. So it's like it's yeah. it's fine, you know. Like why are you squealing right now? But also it's even weird. <laughs> Even when she's still and she's doing nothing, like there's the bit where uh, we're getting to it, but like Robin Tunney is just like at lunch and she looks over at the three of them against the wall. 
and she's just like leaning forward yeah. and staring at her like she's going to eat her and it's like my shit. notes say i was like what type of bender did this bitch just come off i was like well, why do you look like that everyone else is normal at one point i just wrote my notes fuck me up feruza like just yeah in my life in this french scene did your guys versions have subtitles for what they're saying I no. don't think so. Okay, I was like, no. did, did I just get the bad version or something? Because yeah, I'm like, I no. I don't really remember enough French to know what they're saying. But apparently, like Robin Tunney disses uh, one of the guys at some point. But I never knew what she said. I listened to it so many times. That's a language that I speak. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what she said to him at all. Um, and also, some of the French on the chalkboard was wrong. But that's Ooh. not important. <laughs> I feel like this guy's yeah. this guy is faking it. He's not a real yeah. French teacher. Yeah, his accent's phony. He's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Frankenmeyer calls her a snail trail. I don't know what that means. I I I I wouldn't want to be called that though. Yeah, it sounds yeah, no. it sounds sounds mean. <laughs> sounds like you're making fun of like vaginal discharge, and I don't like that. <laughs> let's not do that supposed to i I should say i feel like i i heard a lot of 90s lingo as a teenager in the 90s no one no one i knew was like throwing that out there thank god i also think the writers of these movies are like making up weird terminology for some reason maybe just for themselves Hmm. like squeezing his grapefruit from Hmm. pll (laughs) who says that (laughs) Uh, grandma says that we or her, no, her mom. We see Sarah um, balancing a pencil on the tip because she's a witch. Mm-hmm. It's weird how she's she's like a witch, but is seemingly uninterested in being a witch. Mm-hmm. For most of the movie, she's just kind of like, whatever. Or has no name for what she's been doing. Like, she's yeah. like, oh, just something I do. <laughs> yeah, apparently practical effects. Oh, really? Yeah, there's just a metal like a rod. String? Oh, okay. A metal rod that goes up through the desk. And so this is this is this is the scene where the guy said, Breckenmeyer, funny guy, and I, I turned it off. But he's like, there's just basically like a like a prop guy who's just basically between Robin Tunney's legs under the desk. And I was like, I volunteer as tribute. Um, but he's just like turning the pencil around. Um but yeah, okay. Nev, like I love Nev, like she just has like the fucking chills when she sees oh my god. I mean, there's a real magic. There's some coded subtext to those reaction yeah, shots yeah. i would say yeah yep queer baby uh, me mm-hmm. but yeah they're they're definitely interested and i don't know nancy right from the start it's like you you just get the vibe that like she doesn't like the idea of having to bring in somebody else like help the group she wants to be the leader she doesn't like mm-hmm. this new girl who dresses in like light colors instead of their you know dark gothic chic yeah mm-hmm. their uniform yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, so science class, of course. Of course, that's where this would, this, I don't know, coming together. Taught by an actual nun. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, I didn't catch that. Is that possible? Can a nun teach you science? I guess so. It's I went to a Catholic college. Okay. And they were like, they like didn't teach us anything about um, evolution. evolution. <laughs> and like, there are certain lessons that were written on the way where I was just like, Oh, you don't want me to know any science. You don't. Like at I'd be all. like, all right, all right, sister. Day one. Tell me how a man comes back to life. And tell me what three days. John Snow. Yeah, I was like, tell me about three days decomposition. Yeah, tell me all about it. I want to. I want to hear the science of this. Drop it on me. Yeah, I just went there because it's close to my house. 
Hmm. But yeah, they, uh, so Robin comes up to like ask the other three if she can have a, like a, a lab partner. Oh, I just realized that my notes, I put lab partner, but uh, well, they stare her down. Well, this is right after like, Nev so Campbell's been like, she's the one, she's the fourth. And they just like, yeah. stare her down like rudely and said, they're like staring her down like Sydney Sweeney and Brittany O'Grady and, and White Lotus staring down like Alexandra Daddario. Like they are just ripping her a new one with their eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then like, of course, like Nev is like, you can sit here. And she's already walked away. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, can sit, you can sit here. And Skeet Ulrich has to find her at lunch and try to hit on her. And she's like, well, everyone here has been pretty rude to me. It's her assholes. Well, his move is just like apologizing for his friends. Yeah, sorry about those like close bros that I hang out with. They're just such jerks. What's up? Skeet. <laughs> Want to come to my football practice? Or just, no, the move is, are you free after school? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. When he says <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I was just like, wow, that's a super nig right there. <laughs> like, why? He even like turns his head away. Like, I'm not. Away, you should yeah. come to my football practice, though. That'll be I'm really exciting for you. Yeah. Yeah. He calls you the are. other group the bitches of Eastwick. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Well, the, uh, the one, he's like, you see the one on the right over there? She's a major slut. And then moving on, it's like, oh, okay. Right. Not that I know, he says. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I love he's just like, and then he's like talking about Nev's like burn scars. Like, why well, I'm seeing myself. It's like, oh, what, what? Thank you. What are you, the newspaper? Like, I was like, you got to watch out for those people that that one has burn scars. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that really blew my mind. The whole movie it was like, all right. So like, I can see how somebody would be like, yeah, I don't find her attractive because of those. But the ostracization is just weird. Like, she hangs she out with those. Like people probably just crowd, feel bad for her, you know. Yeah. He didn't even mention um Rochelle. He's like, yeah, eh, you see she's yeah, he just, he just kind of like anyway, they're not good people. Yeah. I, I don't do I need to say it? <laughs> like uh I think there's like a deleted scene that makes like apparent the thing that you could guess that she's literally the only black student mm-hmm. at this entire like Catholic school. We'll get to it. Yeah. But I was I was straight up fucking shocked, shocked that she goes to his football game. Yeah. I could not believe that. I feel like it, it is, doesn't make a ton of sense. Like they don't establish really why she would give this idiot the time of day. Cause she seems like she's pretty smart. Like she's paying attention in French. She speaks French. Yeah. It's like, Oh, she's, she's not like other girls or whatever. It's like, no, she's like kind of lame and shallow apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Like little, what's his name? You know, to hate him, but somehow you go to this guy's football practice for what? It's like, okay, maybe you're bored. You haven't made any friends yet. You don't exactly go. You're not on the bleachers, but you went to take a peek through the gate. But it's still just like, I don't know. It's like the first straw in my basket of Sarah's not doing well with decisions right. and judgment and whatnot. It wasn't like they had like a cute scene or something where it was like, oh, this guy actually seems like he might not be half bad or I can mm-hmm. see why she'd be into him. Like he kind of sucks right from the get go. Yeah. So just like curiosity, have none of us have seen Teen Witch? I'm guessing. Teen Witch. No. I, no. What is that a TV okay. show? No, it's a it's a apparently a seminal classic for people of, mm. who are slightly younger than us. Um, I've heard of it. But I think it came out before this. Anyway, um, right around here though is when you get the cover of How Soon Is Now, which was all over this fucking trailer. Which was like the '90s was a lot about like selling a movie based on one trailer, like. Uh, Flagpole Sitta for disturbing mm-hmm. behavior and, and others. Um, but it's like, this is, is this the best place for this song? Like, she's just watching a football game? Watching Skeet Ulrich and his like two big pads. Yeah. 
And then I went and looked it up. And like literally this song is is the theme song for Charmed. It's like not even yeah. subtle how yeah, much yeah. they're ripping off this movie. The director of this movie seems a little salty about that from the trivia. Yeah. As he should be. So then the coven shows up and Feyruz is wearing a wild, shiny like, black vinyl trench coat. Amazing jacket. I don't yes. care. Great. Just yeah. I don't care what anyone says. She returns to the, the general black vinyl look a few times in this. And yeah, it, it definitely works for her. So good. Glad it wasn't raining this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like laughing about how like the football players make their girlfriends show up to watch them play, which is like fair burn, Nancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like uh, Rochelle has to apologize for Nancy. Like Nancy won't say sorry. I was such an asshole earlier. Rochelle just has to be like Nancy. Sorry about you know what happened to biology. Yeah, yeah. That's like the only cue that we get um, before like towards the end where they're just sort of going along with Nancy's like alpha Allison dealer into shit where you can tell that they know that their friend is overboard like mm-hmm. where she's just like I have to apologize for her because she's clearly a little evil so mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that now yeah but uh like Faders makes mention that like you know like Skeet will go after anything of tits and like Neva's like except for me it's like oh boy and then she says <laughs> Skeet spreads a disease and she knows from experience. And I was like, wait, what? Let's talk about that. Yeah, this this seems like a bigger Did deal. Do you need antibiotics yeah. for this? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you okay? But uh the comedicness of just her being like, come on, Chris, go long, go for the pass. And then he trips and falls. I laughed so hard. Yeah. I noticed his number immediately and I was like, oh, 86, because I want him out. Great. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, that guy's a jerk, which she should know just from talking to him. But still, she's like going to kind of be low key, like holding a candle for this guy the whole movie anyway. I mean, you you can't tell me that just because he, he's like the one person who talked to her that that's good enough. Maybe she's just really shallow. She's like, oh, he's the hot guy. He's the hot jock at school. I don't really care. I thought that, he that. I thought that later when they do their thing and, and she has the photo of him. We'll also get to that. But like, I was just like, she just thinks he's hot at the end of the day. This is who mm. she wants her affection to come from. <laughs> just a, just a nineties high school himbo. Yeah. Um, so they go shopping their five finger discount at like the one like witch store in town, which seemingly this lady just knows that they shoplift from her constantly and lets them get away with it. I don't know. Baby witches. Yeah. Yeah. She's like five feet away from them, and Bonnie's like, put it in your bag. And I'm like, she's right there. <laughs> what are you doing? I was going to say, like, it doesn't even need, presumably, she wouldn't even need RFID tags, like, beep when she they go out, you know, stealing or whatever. But yeah, I mean, like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, uh, season five of Buffy on makes a lot more sense it's to me. It's the magic now. box. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot more sense to me now. We have a lot of these shops around Brooklyn. Oh, really? They're called Botanicus. Yeah. So, I won't. I won't. I won't call it out. I did too much in the last one. But uh, the the Feyruza trivia. Oh, uh, about her. That girl practiced. I don't care what she says. She was dabbling. In yeah, the she, she bought the, the the magic place. That's probably one of those things where like her agent was like, no, no, no don't say that. Just say you're interested or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, there's some talk about like. Uh, 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 Sarah's like previous like uh, uh, attempt at suicide, and they're like, "Will you even you even like slice the right way?" Which is again, this is two movies in a row with uh, Robin Tunney 
um it's very suicide just random though they're like oh what what happened to your wrist oh i tried to kill myself okay you know like cool (laughs) i mean um what's her name nancy did say sorry (laughs) and that little voice she has where all of a sudden she's about to pee herself a little bit she's like sorry i don't know it's hard to describe her voice does weird things yeah i would have not ever i don't know i was not a party of five person really but like I don't know that watching this, I totally got like, yeah, scream. You should be our new like uh, like lead of, of a of well, a she 90s has the franchise. weirdest hair for so much of this movie until like the the scars come off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're told everything. Or she's they're telling Robin Tony everything in nature steals. That's their justification. And they give her this um, diary to journal in or whatever. I guess it's like a witchy diary as opposed to a regular one. What the woman? <laughs> the what's like Illyria or whatever her name is like the proprietor like I love that she upsells her <laughs> on like candles and stuff and, and a book <laughs> actually called The Craft how about how <laughs> candles work yes oh do you think did she have to buy that or was that like I'll give this to you I was wondering about that when she's like oh do you need this and puts it like I'm like is, is she is she just giving her that or is like do I have to pay I for this she made her pay for <laughs> yeah. it she made her pay for it yeah I thought about that too. I think she made her pay for it. Mm-hmm. And also I've had that, that candle conversation as well. I've gone into the botanicas. And I was just like, this one's for money spells. And I'm like, I just came to buy incense. I'm did they so have a, at these botanicas, <laughs> did they have like a, a curtained off area in the back that the proprietor think, would stop you from going in? <laughs> I actually like, think there might be something like that in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You're like, <laughs> I didn't you're see like any uh, what's back here? Gusts. Porn or dark magic? <laughs> Right. Beaded curtain, not sure. When they eventually go back there, I feel like that was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. you got, okay, yeah. you got the, what's it called? The pentagram on the floor mm-hmm. and you got some candles and then she just freaks out and leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Swing like a demon or something. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted like group sex and like an animal chained up. I wanted like the midsummer thing where like it's just a bear. What about it? You know, whatever. I wanted, I wanted it to be weird, but no, mm-hmm. no. So they, she, she kind of everyone... cold reads her like oh is this what a beautiful ring is this your mother's which i feel like is like a classic like charlatan you know, like easy well, con it's man not gonna move. be her dad yeah. um but yeah so basically we've learned everyone is just going to be fascinated by robin tunney in this movie maybe as it should be um so it's dark now. They're like the, the they're in like, like Skid folk. Row or something suddenly in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking... So she passes yeah. like that rando snake guy who's like, I had a dream about you. And in my dream, you were dead. And it's like, oh, is this is going to be important. No, he runs out in the middle of the road, gets run over by a car. And you see his head go yeah. under the tire yeah. of this thing. Yes. It's incredible. Yes. 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 <laughs> I was like, they they made sure to put that shot in i was like wow that was that was like so much more wild than i was expecting there i was like a little bit snoozing on this movie until <laughs> that and i was like shit yeah i was like why is his head not smushed maybe i don't know how cars work i just oh, feel yeah. like that would have caved in i don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. well and afterwards they're all like oh my like, god that was like a watermelon they're like that was amazing because we all wanted that to happen not like did you see that dude's head just get smushed by a car like like that was we, beside the point to them. Yeah. I'm like, but they're like, we made that happen, and I'm like, he ran into the middle of a road. Yeah. What is like, how traffic works, ladies? Yeah. <laughs> I was really expecting him to get hit by a car in the middle of traffic, and he did. I'm a witch. What? what? 
it's like me pushing you off of a building and then being like, I really want you to go splat. And then the gravity takes care of it for me. Yeah. Um, I put some, some sugar in my tea this morning. It came out sweet. So I'm telling you. Yeah. If, if Which... we were doing top moments, that might be my number one. Just <laughs> to go on the track. <laughs> it was so unexpected. I was like, wow. It wasn't just the usual like car hits him from the side. He goes off screen. He goes over. Yeah, Yeah, he went under. (laughs) So they like run off into the woods, the woods of palm trees where they hang out. And there's like reclaimed furniture. It's like, I don't know, like the it's almost like the the credit sequence of friends there. It's like their hangout. There's other people in the background, too, playing by fire. Like, I don't know. It's it's like the cool kid hangout. Other brand of Wicca. Yeah, yeah. Their other magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when they start talking about Manal. <laughs> Man invented God. This is older than that. Think? Do you guys worship no. the devil? <laughs> so, if God and Satan were playing football, then would be the state they play in, and the sun shining down on them. Terrible, terrible, terrible example. You could have just said, I don't know. You could have said like he's both of those things, and also all these other things. But why would he be the stadium? Yeah. yeah. Like what? The metaphor's getting weird. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing yeah. in. Do you want to fuck Mano? Yeah. That's what it Sarah is. randomly has a flask of what looks like it contains like laudanum or something. Like it's like this old timey flask. Nice. I thought it was like cough syrup. I was like, yeah. what is she drinking? She's just robo tripping. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, when I was in high school. That was like the, the quote unquote, like the cool kids slash the kids who needed help. They would have the uh, Banaka thing. Oh. <laughs> It's like, I'm like, you're spraying that like right on your throat. Like that's, that's not how to get your booze, man. It absorbs well. Yeah. Neff Campbell actually smokes in this, which was surprising. You just don't see that in movies anymore. R. Mm-hmm. Yeah, R that, that got them the rated R, yeah. Yeah, so they're impressed. She's a natural witch. Well, and, and except for Nancy, who's like, this girl's full of shit, you know? Because like, Sarah will be like, oh, I really want it to rain. And then my pipes burst in my room. And Nancy's just like, okay. Sure. You know what's frustrating is I feel like Fader Zabalk would like cuss really good if they let her in this movie. Like I bet she'd be like, "You're full of shit." You know, I feel Which, like she'd nail it. Sarah says, "Fuck you" or "Fuck off" at some point. Like mm-hmm. we've already got the R rating. Let them have at it. I mean, I think you can get you get one. You can get one fuck. Yeah, as long oh. as it's not a sexual fuck. Yeah, I did not know that. Star Trek Generations has a massive shit. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because like they, the White they, Lotus, they, or? like they, no, no. Okay, I have so many questions about how they filmed that scene. I have so many fucking questions about how they film Armand taking his shit in that suitcase. I read a little something, but he didn't give away too much. I thought it was real, and he confirmed I, that it I, was not. I legitimately wondered for a moment. I was like, okay, last week this guy ate ass on screen. Now he's just like taking a dump into uh, this dude's. Uh, Thing. It has to be faked. You know how hard that'd be to set up. We needed multiple takes. All right, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. All right, I've got a bunch of brand muffins. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit over. Here. Sorry, everybody. He's just like stuffing his face with a brand. Yeah. Hope it's not too soft. <laughs> yeah. So we learned yeah, about uh, we learned about invoking the spirit. They want to invoke the spirit of Manon, which is like, I don't know. That's like the next level move, I guess, in this movie. Like, if you're gonna invoke the spirit, like you're you're down for some real shit. Well, so so Sarah says that, you know, they're all like, you're a natural witch. And she's like, yeah, I, I hate it because I always try to do it and I screw up. And she says that, like, her example is she wants it to rain and instead, like, a pipe will burst yeah. in her room and flood. Because well, it, it seems like the rest of them 
are almost just like cosplayer witches. Like they're they're doing it and like being like, oh yeah, we definitely made that guy die by when he was in the middle of the road. But it's like they don't really have anything they can really point to and be like, yes, we're we're for real witches doing witches doing magic. Right. So I paused the movie here because my Robin Tony experience is and she's the end of days mm-hmm. and then she's in the mentalist. And then I was like, what else has Robin been up to? Because I, I need to know. So I did a Google image search, like get, take me like Robin through the years. And I just got to say, Robin through the years looks like Zoe Deschanel, but Zoe Deschanel, if she could beat the shit out of whoever she wanted to. Mm, okay. I mean, she has got huge, like muscular calves. All right. Oh, shit. She, right. could, she, she could Xena on top somebody with her calves. Some people just have calves. Like I've never, like my roommate has these intense calves. And he's like, oh, I used to live on a hill. And I'm like, that's not, like, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you invoke the spirit, you get Manon inside of you. Uh, Deep inside of you, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She'd had enough. Nancy said that, and she was like, all right, this is getting freaky. Well, she's I'm like, leaving. you guys are freaking me out. And then she, I guess she runs. I don't know if this is a different day. It's the same day. She's suddenly hanging out with Skeet Ulrich. And you're like, yeah, where, okay. t- what is time in this movie? Yeah. On a roof. Drinking some mm-hmm. Heineken. Yeah. It's the same night. You know, she had to get home to her dad, and then all of a sudden, not at all. Like, I, I, sorry, dad, I haven't been home in like 14 hours. Mm-hmm. She has to go get seduced by lines like, it's a good head. It's good. It's good for kissing. Can I? Yeah, that setup was really weird. I was like, I guess you really just want to put your hands on her face so mm-hmm. you can control this kiss coming her way. But there was like this weird line about, Rochelle having a mammoth head or something like that. And I was like, are we getting racist again? What's happening? Oh, Is it her hair? You're making fun ha- of her hair? It has to be because she has a perfectly normal sized head. Yeah, I was like, it's not a big head. No. It's, <laughs> What's happening? I would argue she almost has the tiniest head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just so weird to me the way it suddenly jumps to them on a date and like there's his friend is there and he was hanging out with his date too. And it's like, okay. And it's your first day of school. Yeah. yeah. And he, I think this is where he invites her to his place. And she's like, oh, I, sorry. You know, I don't want to. I got to go home. He's like, all right. Are you mad? No, no, I'm fine. It's okay. And then the next day, it's like, it's all over school that like she slept with him or something. And that, that she was the lousiest light he ever had. It's like the, the bragging about the sex wasn't enough for this pig. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. We're going to, the movie's going to totally forgive him later. Yeah, which is insane. He, I, okay. So the thing about guys lying and saying that they had sex with girls that they did not have sex with, that always fascinated me, but I'm pretty sure it actually happens, right? It happened a lot back then. It happens now. I don't really get it. I don't really get it. I don't really. I'm not someone who even lies on his resume. So it's never, it, it baffles me, but I guess it happens. Yeah. You can tell because I remember in high school there was the 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 ease with which certain guys would change the subject to tell you like who they fucked, and it's like mm. we weren't talking about that. Like I don't know. I mean, you, we don't need. I, I don't need <laughs> to know. Talking about football, which... where yeah, where your genitalia has been, yeah. Um, and then we find out that like he had said the same thing about Nancy, um, and seemingly many other girls. I don't. I guess that's his his mo. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I guess this happens for real in high school. I didn't have friends in high school, so I don't know if 
this is conversations students have, but must be based on something. That's a good way to avoid problematic people. (laughs) My school was extremely weird. So I never saw this happen. And also I was really, I was already doing lots of gay stuff at that time, but like, yeah, no, my high school was really weird. So I never, I only ever heard about that on TV. So I was like, you guys really do that? They really lie about that in particular. I can just remember in PE, we had to like run two laps around the the thing, which was like the worst thing in the world for me because I'm short. Um, being behind these two bros who were talking about boogie nights and like they were so blown away because like, dude, you see the guy's dick at the end of the movie. It's disgusting. And I was just like trying not to laugh. So I'm running behind them because I'd seen the movie and I was like, then we ruled <laughs> like you guys are idiots. <laughs> like that's all you took all away from the, the movie. The dick. They were yeah. assaulted with that dick that one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially on a big not screen. On, like, big big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I like the I do like the way Sarah goes right over to him and she's just like, Why did you lie about me? And he's like, yeah. See, I'm an asshole. You were right the first time. Well, like Breckenmeyer tries to like run interference. But she's like, mm-hmm. the, step off short man. I think he also has the same hair that he has in Clueless. But uh yes. he starts turning she's into the gonna cry, like, and then I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeah. He he runs into the media like, look, everyone, everyone listen, everyone listen. I don't want to go out with you again. So stop begging. And she's just like, hey, Chris, fuck you. And then it's because he's skeet. He's like, nah. And then we get, I guess, what passes for Rochelle's uh, not plot, but like it's like they each have like a, a thing to get over in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the, the thing she wants to be better in her life, which is seemingly just every time she stands on the diving board about to, to dive. This asshole is like just like shouts shit at her, and, her and tries to fuck her up. Her nemesis is Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Mm-hmm. That's in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't she married to like Ben Stiller now or something? She, she is. Yeah. She is. That's weird. She's like, uh, back in high school, I was bulimic. And he's like, you can read minds. <laughs> and she yells shark, which like makes her mess up, I guess. That that uh that like belly flop that she ends up doing looks painful as fuck. Oh, it's, also it's like on, my notes. on her back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, that looks painful. It looks really painful. I wonder if like I don't know. I just wonder if it hurt in real life or was it a stunt double? I just I'm a little curious. It must be. I would hope so. I hope it's a stunt yeah. double. I hope they're not making Rachel Truth do that. But yeah, she like seems so. Like she'd try anything. I don't know. Huh? Yeah, so this is, in case you're wondering where we are, it's like Christine Taylor's character. She's not even hiding her racism. She's just putting it out there. She's like the magazine. Yep. Yeah, she's pretty uh, awful. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the scene started and I was like, or the locker room scene started and I was like, how is everyone's hair dry? And then I realized what we were like going into and I was like, oh, it's about to get real blatantly racist. Mm. <laughs> like in two seconds. Yeah. Uh, um, the hospital Neff's mom is like talking to the doctor about some non-invasive gene therapy that has little to no risk. I was like really invasive. I was like really hung up on the details of this gene therapy. (laughs) What does non-invasive mean exactly? Because she's just like poke, 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 like right in the back. Little to no risk. Yeah, it's a needle. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. There's no local anesthetic or anything. (laughs) It's just like. Yeah. not I'm even like a fun. stick to put in your mouth so you don't scream <laughs> <laughs> doctor's like here's my belt bite down 
Uh, this doctor is Brenda Strong from Desperate Housewives, but more importantly, she's Sue Ellen Nishke, the braless wonder on Seinfeld. Oh, nice. nice. Thank you for uh, telling me where she was from. It was really, it, I was like, I'm not going to Google this lady. This yeah. is not important. But I, mean, I was, was like, you Sue Ellen Nishke's the doctor? She's just chilling as the doctor in this movie? Yeah. I don't really have a problem with needles, but like, this is pretty intense needlework happening here. Don't okay. you like getting your blood taken? Is like, do, wasn't there yeah. something? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> But to I be fair, I was so excited. This is like when Sam removed grayscale from Jorah and Game of Thrones level. Yes. They never, do they ever say, oh, there was a horrible fire at some point in this movie? Like, do they ever explain it or is it just uh, like she has scars? Thought, it was a car accident. At one was point it a car accident? Okay. Maybe I yeah. missed that line. Yeah, no, I missed that. There's too. a lot like, of exposition that's just kind of mumbled by mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. Shoot that out of the way. Yeah. And and so it's uh, like okay, well, here's a, a thing that this character is going to want fixed. Obviously, all this uh, horrible scarring on her back there, and having to go through seemingly just torture here. Not invasive. The doctor's just like, Never. don't move. It's only a little more. Ah, ah, yeah. A little discomfort, or whatever she said, like, oh, you know, it's not invasive. Whatever, like that looks painful as shit. Yeah. Also, there were never any conversations about like how it's. She simply had scars on her shoulders and arms. Like she shouldn't be as ostracized as she is. No one should be telling her she's not beautiful. There was never any conversations where it's like, you know, I think you're beautiful. It's just scars on your arm. <laughs> People were like, it well, thank really, God like, you got rid of those scars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kept waiting for from the way she acted though, for them to be like, we're gonna try to remove the scars. We can't do anything about your hunchback or whatever. <laughs> your posture's fucked. Yeah. yeah. Your 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 bad self esteem posture. We can't do anything about that. You're already a teenager. Yeah. It's on you. So uh, Robin Tunney's like dreaming and having like flashbacks to when she tried to kill herself. You see the, the the slit of the wrist there with the kitchen knife and everything. Eventually, we'll get a little bit of an explanation for this of like, oh, she's having all these like nightmares or whatever. I guess which is why she did it. But I had questions about that. Like, was it just the flashback? Or was it a dream that was like altering her flashback? Because there's this whole thing where she, I think she's looking in the mirror, she does the slash, and then she's just drinking a, a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And like there's blood all over her hands, and then the blood gets in the water. And I'm like, is this how this happened? And if so, were you in shock when you did it? Like you didn't realize there was blood all over you? Were you possessed? Are we talking about possession now? Mm-hmm. Like it was just really interesting. And what brought that? what brought that on like that vision that dream that night because it's like okay some people mistreated you today did this make you self-harm back when like back when this, you were it's this could be, could be so much tighter like if they like put more work in the writing to like yeah kind of talk, but, tie that all together this could be yeah. a tv show that you could actually explore some of these things and you know do this almost carrie-esque imagery and that shot that i think has been retired which is the uh camera looking down at the glass falling slow motion to the ground to break which used to be in everything yeah then we get nancy's home life and oh her her parents are just white trash that's that is her cross to bear in this these are just horrible people the mom you can't even pay a bill what good are you for and the dad's like you know what i'm good for (laughs) (laughs) are you sure it doesn't look like it seriously Uh, as, as she woke you up from your your drunken nap yeah yeah. Uh so the next day they're like, Hey, we're going on a field trip. And they all laugh at when the nun like reprimands Nancy for some reason. 
And then they're on the field trip on a weird bus. Mm-hmm. I like the red glasses the from uh, Nancy there. Mm. Yeah. I feel like she came with wardrobe. I feel like Farooza had some things. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Those she's aren't costumes, cheeky. yeah. She's just doing that thing where she like lowers the glasses to stare at people. Like she's, I don't know, like Lolita a couple times. Watch out for those weirdos. Yeah. Get the trailer moment here. Mr. We are the weirdos. Or we are the weirdos, Mr. Yeah. And then they're going to go in the woods and hold hands and and chant, which is the gayest thing I can think of. There is a kiss on the lips here between Bonnie and Rochelle. Thank you. (laughs) I was wondering about that. I was like, oh, they have to kiss on the lips. And then I was like, no, nobody else is doing it. I was, I was really waiting to see how Nancy was going to kiss Sarah. Like, is, are we going to get anything here? But not really, no. Cheeked up. Can you just imagine Feyre box tongue, like, just claiming you? I feel like it's very long. I feel like it's very pointy. Like Gene Simmons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. So I got Maybe. Some, got some stolen better. Cabernet Sauvignon from Ariel Winery there. You got a cool dagger. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to drink everyone's blood. It's a little extreme. Right? It sounds risky. There's got to be an easier way to get into the sisterhood. Right? I don't know, man. Blood packed. I mean, I don't know. Do you remember, Marco, like those old movies where like the dudes like cut their hand and yeah, like shake hands. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're just better off just Frenching for an hour or whatever. Honestly, it's like it's cleaner. Um. Yeah. So of course, like you know, like taking a lot of occult imagery, she like does the as above, so below thing, and as they bleed the goblet mm-hmm. and drink it. Rochelle asks for the ability not to hate those who hate her, like racist piece of shit. And it's like, is there something better you could have asked for there? <laughs> some anything, some money, something. Like, I I wish to like, not hate the people who are horrible to me. Like. I get it. Hate eats you from the inside. Mm. I struggle with that. But like, oh, there's something else. There's some, I know there's something else, girl. Wish for her to like, wish, wish for her to stop being racist. Something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mm. Or like a monkey's paw thing where it's like you ask for like a trillion dollars and like a trillion dollars in gold falls upon you <laughs> and like crushes you to death or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Robin Tiny's axe to grind is a skeet Ulrich and Nev wishes Nev wishes to be as beautiful outside as she is inside. It turns out she might not be that beautiful inside though. As we'll learn yeah. later. And then and then the thing I heard a thousand times in Buffy once Tara showed up, blessed be. Blessed be. It just occurred to me. So Sarah has a picture of Chris on her person, right? Yeah, Already yeah. weird. Where did she get it? Yeah. yeah. Where did you get it? But also, you just heard that you were going on a field trip. Like, <laughs> like why yeah. did you have it on you right now? Yeah. You were, like, ready. Oh, this framed autograph picture of Skeet Ulrich that I carry around everywhere? Why is yeah. that weird? Yeah. Yeah. So we Number got, 86, he's my favorite player. We got essentially, essentially like, a low spell, uh, a spell to not hate racist people, a spell to be beautiful on the outside. And then Nancy's like, I want all the power of Manon. It's like, okay. Yes. That's, that's a lot. And she drinks the most she's like i'm this is my moment i'm drinking all of this extra wine all of this extra blood i want all the power so they're just trying to make her look really power hungry i think good for um, her from john with like i mean i don't even think she uses it for bad things 
things. Okay. Coming up, I don't think it's necessarily all that bad. So there's the whole, like, there's like the genie thing where you could get three wishes and you ask for two boring things and you ask for like a bunch more wishes. I feel like, like her no, wish number one, a million more wishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't magic wait. powers. Like she's not waiting yeah. for wish three for that. Yeah. And then there's butterflies, <laughs> which is a symbol for something. But when you think about it, it's like, okay, they, they, they set it up and not always perfectly, but like, I can kind of see why that would be what Nancy does. Like she lives in this broken home with her stepdad, who, as we will see later, kind of creeps on her mm-hmm. and her mom's not taking any real responsibility. She has no control over anything. She's bullied all the time. The wishes for power, the wishes to change things. Yeah. Like she's ready to change the way shit is. It makes some sense. Absolutely. So then uh, a bunch of butterflies show up, which is, uh, it's, it's Manon. It's proof that mm-hmm. Manon is there. It's like, great, I guess, butterflies. Uh, but then the next day, Skeet Ulrich he keeps looking back at Sarah there. He just can't stop looking at her. He's obsessed. And they're all just giggling about it together. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like love struck. He's like following them around campus, unsure of himself, wanting to talk to her. And like, they're like, LOL, I guess the spell worked. Um, but it's not really like, haha, got that guy, fuck him. It's more like, cool, he's into me again. <laughs> you know, like, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I, I like that the, one of the first things she does to exercise her power is she's like, you need to tell your friends what a lion sack of shit you are. And he's like, yeah, oh. at least there's that. Yeah. And she, um, they make him carry all their books and hold the purse. And his friends want him to come sit with them, and he sits with her instead. And they're like, "Wow, he's like a robot now." Yeah. Well, like he won't. So okay, this is important. He doesn't know how to sit until she tells him to sit. And then, like later, he's able to do. It's like there's certain things he's able to do, like autonomously, uh, autonomous, autonomously, autonomously. And there's other times, <laughs> yeah. I've been drinking. Um, and there's other times where it's like he needs to be told by her exactly what to do. I don't know. I mean, there's interesting places you can go with such a type of love spell. I feel like the movie doesn't really examine it all that much. I I have issues with it philosophically, and I have like those bullshit minute issues with parts of it. Uh, but yeah, Breckenmeyer's like wondering what the fuck's going on with his bro. Anyway, um, but like meanwhile, like like Rochelle and and Nancy see this, and they're like shocked that the spell was working. And Nancy's so. pissed, obviously. Yeah. So the coven has a sleepover. They're watching Wheel of Fortune. Um, uh, Sarah suggests Liza Feather stiff as a board, which apparently is a game that the director actually played as a child. Can we point out just the like throwing popcorn in each other's mouth here between Sarah and Bonnie? Okay. <laughs> just some more coding. And the whole yeah, time, yeah, they get into some finger stuff in a minute. <laughs> the whole time, Nan- like, oh yeah, <laughs> Nancy's always like aloof in these conversations. Oh uh, yeah, they start talking about lights first. This is a board. You put your fingers underneath, and Nancy says, "You put your fingers where?" And does a little motion there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then they they raise up Rochelle. They get her like two feet off the ground, and they all pull their fingers back, and they're shocked. Excuse me, why this working? And she's just like floating there. Has Has anyone ever tried this? You know. It- I didn't learn of it because of this movie. So mm. I feel like I'd heard of it before, but I can't remember ever trying it. Mm. To me, it's like I the, it's like the bloody Mary thing. Like I 100% don't believe it's real, but I'm not going to tempt fate. What, where do you, uh, so where do you fall on the Ouija board, James? Um, I think I'm, I'm out. 
Okay. Yeah. Too much. Uh, too much. My heard. parents telling me all the horrible things that could happen to me as a kid. If I if I did. Okay. It. I would say I'm I've I've got one really fun weird Ouija board experience in me. I haven't had one yet. I'm open to one. Did Allison appear behind you and through the uh, doorway? Or- no, no. I'm I'm saying I'm saying in my life. <laughs> okay. I will I will do one. One. Oh, you not haven't done it yet. Me. Okay. No, no. I'm I'm manifesting that. Okay. Like a really fun Ouija board experience. If we ever meet, we're doing it. We're doing a Ouija board? Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I It's never done anything as far as I've ever tried it. So I'm just going to be a fun time. I'm Someone gonna, drags the thing. I'm just going to keep dragging over to so it spells out like boobs or something. Or A. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, A? I mean, like, I feel like I feel like you could absolutely like quiz the PLL writers and like half of them would be like, oh, yeah. The craft is hugely influential on me. That's why uh, Hannah's mom's hair fell out in that one scene. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, well, Holly Marie Combs like, was supposed to be in this movie or something like that, right? It's got a link. I, th- I think she, she was tried out at least for, yeah. for the Sarah role. Yeah. And then it ends up in Charmed, which what a consolation prize it defined her career. Yep. I mean, she, and then she's she, real salty she, about that charm remake. She probably made more on charm though than the actresses made in this movie. Though I'm sure she's yeah. got a charmed house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's pretty salty. Is that remake? Is that still? Is it still yep. going? Yeah. Yeah. All those like uh, like '90s remake shows are still happening. Like the the Roswell show is still out there. I feel like there's more. There's like a new Fantasy a- Island coming out. Yeah, I saw that. That's on Hulu, I think right now oh, is it? okay hmm. yeah and the the mom comes in here and interrupts them and rochelle falls back on the ground and she, goes, Ouch, she thinks butt. they're getting high <laughs> yeah i was like are you in here getting high i like, kept thinking something was going to happen in this movie where rochelle was going to like fall to her death because it was like the second time that she's like fallen in a weird way hmm. i kept thinking like oh shit what are they setting up with this character but now yeah, it's like, they that clever. it's like, oh shit, we've actually seemingly done real magic, not just maybe made some butterflies appear, you know? So it's time to, time for a montage. They watch Bewitched. <laughs> Suddenly Sarah is dressing in black and white clothing too. One of the bad girls. Kind of. It's not like she's got like the leather chokers on or anything like that. Like Nancy. We get letters to Cleo covering the cars, which is, I don't know. I, I should love that, but I, I don't necessarily. <laughs> Um, it's like such a me sentence from the nineties, but, uh, I love the, the quote from the girls though. The more powerful they get, the shorter their skirts get. <laughs> yeah. About their costumes. The actor said yeah. that, uh, Sarah steals uh, all, some now. hair from evil. What was her name? Like Laura Lizzie or something oh. like that. Yeah. Which is that a middle name? I wonder like what? Who's Laura Lizzie? Um, but, but before we move on, um, in that little montage, um, Bonnie appears like just in a, like a short sleeve shirt, no scars, no nothing. And I'm like, she hasn't lost her scars yet. Like, what? Ooh. Like, what's happening? Even, <laughs> like, even when she, she does, I kept expecting like the like backless halter top or something, you know. But yeah. she's like, really, Clammy. just like you're you're showing your your arms really, and that's it. <laughs> it's like, well, and, yeah. and, and tighter shirts. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so after she okay, steals the, the hair, uh, the 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 Sarah bumping into Christine Taylor is fucking hilarious. So she plucks the hair out, and Christine Taylor's like, "Ow!" And Robin Tony's like, "Sorry, I thought I saw a bug." You know they have shampoos for that. 
Yeah. That's a fucking burn in public. <laughs> and then, that's a burn. Like Nev Campbell's got burns on her back. Then they're just doing all their spells at once here, where it's like Robin Tunney's like braiding this blonde hair into Rochelle's hair. This is going to be part of a spell that we'll we'll see what happens later. We get the brief exposition about how uh, Sarah's mom died, and she's like, "Sorry," and she says, "It's okay." Was it in childbirth? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I totally missed it here, and then I was like, when uh, when Nancy's like throwing it at her later, I was like, "That's fucked up." So Way to go, Nancy. Yeah. Nancy's the one who's sort of like doing the spell or whatever on Bonnie's scars, although it seems like all of this is still coming from Sarah. It's like yeah. without her, none of this would be happening. Like she's the one with the power yeah. or something like that. Yeah. She's there. They're mm-hmm. just pulling from her, her well I, of power. I feel like metaphorically, it's like, we're so close to something that works. Like, you know, like giving your power to your friends. Cause they're your, I, I don't know. Like to me, the better ma- metaphor is just like they learn witchcraft and not all of them handle the power well i don't know i feel like it gets a little confused that it's all coming from one of them type of thing you yeah know? yeah yeah um then we yeah. see after swim practice the evil racist bitch like takes her uh what is that called swing cap off and so her hair is falling out it's pretty gross and then yeah. kind of like buoyed with self-confidence now Rochelle like does a cool dive and the swim coach is like say yeah. she can dive I've somehow like, managed to avoid the systematic racism that's mm-hmm. been holding your talents back this entire time. Yeah, he just had that one candidate or whatever he told uh, Laura that this one time. He's like, put a lid on it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like, shouldn't she already be at least a decent diver? I don't know why he's so surprised. She's on the swim. Right. She made the cut. Thing. Yeah. Is yeah. Laura just waiting there every single time she's about to dive to like, like psych her out or something? Yeah. Go okay, life, girl. Still, the one of the funniest moments, like like gauging by how hard I laugh, is still the moment in PLO where Emily bunks her head <laughs> into the side of the swim wall. <laughs> that it's and a true like classic, Hannah, yeah. Hannah like whipping <laughs> Lucas off the boat with the mm-hmm. oar. Oh man, the physical comedy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, the hospital doctor is is doing more of Nev's scars, and it's like, oh shit, this stuff is falling off this, like it's Hollywood makeup. This is a pretty like cool effect. Text. The way they just kind of wipe it off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, was it what? Like, what was that? Like, and of course, it's more advanced than I imagined it to be. But I'm like, did they make that with egg whites? Like, I was just wondering, like, how did they? Yeah, it's just like latex or something. And they're all yeah. shocked, like, oh, it worked. Your, your skin is healed now. And so, like, next day in class, uh oh, here comes new Bonnie, who's really like, other than showing her arms off, she's pretty much wearing the same kind of clothes, except like more cleavage now. I guess I don't know, like tight white shirt. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's just like, you know, like like cartoon animal, like like jaws falling to the floor, it, eyeballs shooting out like blah, 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 boom. Her hair is no longer in her face, you know. She actually like did her hair. Yeah. And even Breck and Meyer is just like, uh, hi Bonnie. Yeah. Which which Arms the idea the that like, I don't know, it's it's almost not that she's like got confidence from this. It's like she's getting the confidence from their reaction. They're all like so pleased about like, oh, this is working like at lunch. You know, like you did it, Sarah. And then in the background, Nancy's just like looking like super butthurt because her spell seemingly has not worked. I just feel like it's murky because it's not it's not so much that like the magic is working. We've we've inflicted our will upon the universe and changed the world. But it's like 
more like, oh, these guys are looking at me like sexual object. Like now I feel. I mean, Bonnie immediately just, turns into a narcissist. Apparently, the movie tells us so. Which you know, at a certain point, yeah. though, like in a, in a movie that had room for more nuance, that would be okay. Like I think there's room. Have, I just don't think they do it very well. Fine. Yeah, she I mean, wasn't like, even a narcissist in my yeah. eyes. I would I would like, defend shallow characters to be shallow, but the movie doesn't do a great job with like Sarah's character. I'm sorry, that was just how. Happened? That was just like how that was one of the embodiments of how it turned out to be like this very unfeministy thing, even though it wanted or seemingly wanted to tell us it was a feministy movie. Where yeah. it's just like she got a little confident. She started flirting with guys on the street. That happens. Confident people do that sometimes. Like mm-hmm. that, she is now feeling flirty. She's thriving. She wants to like you know, being her confident self. And here comes Sarah, you know, saying she's being a narcissist. It's like, what? No, she's just no longer lacking confidence mm-hmm. completely. You're like, not supposed to have self-esteem. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't be, you can't be overt about feeling sexual. What is that? No. I, I want friends who cheer me on for my bad qualities too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so then we get the scene with the uh, white trash family of, Nancy's here and the dad is just being an asshole and she screams and shit lights on fire and then she just like stares him down and gives him a heart attack oh yeah no right before this I had a, a quote my only quote the only mm-hmm. quote I wrote down during, oh, right. Rochelle? <laughs> during, yeah during the point where they're like her her anti-white trash spell isn't working she's like I don't know I think she doesn't want to be white trash or something and I told her like you're white, honey. Just deal with it. <laughs> That's right. I had that written down like, too. <laughs> I thought she was joking, but her actual spell apparently is to um, not be in this white dress situation anymore. Yeah, as we will see. I told her you're white. Just deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, so she deals with it by I don't know psychically giving this guy a heart attack. I kept waiting to see if like she was gonna like pull off at some point and be like, no, I won't do it. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no, He's dead. Pull- she, she's half Carrie, half Anakin Skywalker in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love that we we see the dad being rushed to the, the hospital in the ambulance. With the mom and Favors are riding along. Favors seems unfazed. And then we're immediately in the trailer with this super green insurance guy who's like giving the, the, the now dead stepfather's life. It almost policy. seems like why even bother shooting the scene of them in the ambulance? You know, like we got it. <laughs> Yeah, it just reminded me. There's the that little montage in like the body, the episode of Buffy, mm-hmm. where it's like the the montage of saving uh, Joyce, and then it's like, nope, that didn't happen. These, She's dead. They are not subtle at all about celebrating the hundred and seventy five thousand dollars they're getting, which is <laughs> a hilariously small amount of money. Yeah, I did the inflation conversion. That's about three hundred k today. Thank you. I don't know, man. I, I maybe I'm horrible, but like. It's like I guess I could pay off my my mortgage but, or something, but, like, but it's not like you won the lottery. Characters yeah. to these characters, this is jukebox. Well, they, money. they move into like the penthouse at some LA skyrise or something like that. I'm like, okay, and buy a oh, yeah. jukebox. Your yeah. money's gonna be gone in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. but I too would have danced a jig of glee. I, yeah. I mean, on the inside, Somehow I would, I would be afraid like, like they're gonna take it away from me if I celebrate. You know? Yeah. yeah, I was like, somehow this guy's not suspicious right now, mm-hmm. but I would assume be cool that about he it. would. Be. But visually, though, I do love this scene only because Feyre is twenty-two. But when she's sitting next to her mom in this scene, I one hundred percent believe she's a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that damn bleach blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> so they they, um, they go to meet visit uh, Nancy at her new place, and oh, Nev Cat calls the dude on. Yeah, on she the says, street. "I like your butt." That's that's how you know. Uh oh, she's getting a little too full of herself now. She's cat calling dudes. 
the but 90s that would have worked the 90s made me think that women owning their sexuality was like calling out buns <laughs> like, like buns was like the most important like physical quality on a man it's kind of weird. and this this penthouse <laughs> seems pretty awful to me i don't know they got like yeah. one couch in this ugly jukebox well, like uh, i think nancy's bedroom consists of like like harem pillows right like does she have a bed <laughs> yeah she just has never saw it good for her she's got some awkward <laughs> at hairspray just on the floor that's nice <laughs> so they read about doing glamour spells oh, I didn't see that. Then it's night. They're going to do it. So Robin Tenney does one. And she's just like, what do you think? And they're like, what did you do? And she's like, my eyes are brown. They're usually green. And they're and, like, we never even noticed what color your eyes are before. So we don't care. Well, and I, I am somebody who my eyes are brown, but they sometimes look green or people misread them as green. So I was like, okay. So they try to hide their disappointment. And I love the favors. It's just like, you can do that with contacts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, why do you think we know your eye color, girl? Like, we're not in love well, with you. We're not staring in your eyes all the time. They need to be staring in each other's eyes more. I mean, the movie's coded like they would be, right? <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. So she decides to do another one. She's going to make her hair blonde. They have this fascinating effect, which did you read about how they did this? I did not, no. She's no. wearing a green wig that they just keyed from brown to blonde. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I would have nice. loved to have seen a behind the scenes photo of her wearing this green wig. Yeah. Or just to tell the prop person, I need another one of these wigs that you have her in now, but I need to be green as well. I do like the effect of her shaking the blonde out of her hair. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then Feyruza decides that she wants to do a smaller ass as her glamour spell. Never understood that. Gotta say, big cultural difference. I'm literally in the gym all the time, wishing for more butt working towards more but and like i mean every time i watch a movie white people are like i want less ass it's and I'm already like, pretty small like yeah i don't think anyone's going around being like exactly. there is a ball what a huge ass on that one yeah but i mean are we Where ever go? especially as teenagers are we ever judging our physical qualities accurately i suppose not no that's true yeah. i mean everyone is like you're always like oh i wish my whatever was better and everyone else is like i would kill for your whatever yeah yeah, and this is where Skeet Ulrich, he shows up outside Nancy's place when she's asleep. Like, the dad is just like, Nancy, there's a psychotic boy out there. Will you deal with him? There's a dude straight up trying to Romeo you. Yeah. Like, he's like you're a Juliet on the balcony. This guy is smitten as fuck. He's in Deep Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sarah <laughs> feels kind of bad about it, but not too bad. He's just, it's more like... Oh, this is annoying. This has gone on long enough type of vibe. Is it what you're getting from her? You know? So so are you saying that uh, she's laying in bed thinking about it and then Bruce Springsteen is like, they'll feel better maybe, but she'll feel good. <laughs> and so she, they go back to the magic place and she's like, hey, how do I like undo this love spell? And she's like, you just need to let it run its course. It's like, what does that mean exactly? I'd want a lot more nothing, details on that. Nothing good, apparently. Yeah. Till he dies. Oh, but I love that for just like, you just let him suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the proprietor is like, you know, magic's neither good nor bad. It depends what's on the heart of the witch. Um, and then we get this thing that's going to be like the end game of the movie. Like, whatever you send out, you're going to get back three times. Ish. Um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Uh, so then she's like, like Farooza reading some book or like in the illustration like the end plates is like the clouds invoking are moving. the spirit or the invocation of the spirit is the title of the book. I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then the magic number is like, oh, you want to invoke the spirit? You must be experienced for this. And Feyrusa, I want her to be like, whatever. Here's some cash. My magic is capitalism. Mm-hmm. Give me this fucking book. Um, so they go to some cave on the beach. I and think Nazi this is Sweden's the cave playing. where they found Fenster and the usual suspects. Could very well be. I mean, it's in the LA area. Mm-hmm. So they're all carrying something. One of them has a fish in a bag. One is a butterfly. Yeah. One is a bird in a cage. Ferruz has got a snake in a jar. Um, I kind of want to see the pet store scene. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. when they go and they're just like, we'll take one of those and we'll take one of those. And the person's like, are you going to feed one of these to the other? Like, what are you doing? So one of my favorite things that we've ever come up with was some script James and I wrote years ago. We have our characters doing a prank with, with animals. And then the, the throwaway line is one of our characters is like, thank God our town is a 24-hour pet store. I don't even remember that. But that sounds like us. Yeah. I just. Why do they go there at 3 a.m.? I want the scene where like they're buying like the snake or whatever. And the person's like, do you need food? And they're like, no. <laughs> nah. Do you need bird seed for that? No. No, we're good. What's your return policy on pet <laughs> snakes? <laughs> So they're on the little beach. lightning strike on it. So. Yeah, you got a bunch of candles in a circle. I wonder how long that takes them to set up like the perfect circle with all the candles lit and everything. Okay. Oh shit! It's it's like five degrees off. Everyone, redo the circle of candles. Start over. Uh, Nancy's just like playing with this weird snake here, and this is I think we okay. get a little background here on you know why she tried to kill herself. Kind of uh, Sarah's like the, the snake business, like the visions. Wouldn't you set up something subtly with the phallic imagery of the snake? I, I think you pointed out, James, like it seemingly flew over J.J. Abrams' head. Well, the right Skywalker, it's a, it's a giant snake, though. I feel like that's yeah, a little different yeah. from a tiny little snake. You know? But it's like seeming like J.J. Abrams has no idea the imagery he's potentially playing with there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just had a terrible flashback. You just triggered me so hard. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> really fuking out. I'm I, so sorry. Sarah, you got to know, like, if you, if there's a member of your squad who seems like she doesn't totally like you, don't reveal, like, your secret triggers or your, your weakness or whatnot, you know? Yeah, back maybe pocket. not. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. You know, hold on to that one. It. Tell Rochelle. Tell someone else. My problem is Rochelle seemed like the sweetest up until a point. Well, until the movie needs her to be on the evil squad. And you're like, why? What are you getting out of this? Like, Okay, I'm sorry. Jump ahead real quick. I don't get Does it. it not seem like she has remorse when Christine Taylor like loses her hair? Yeah, it, it seems like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like the next scene. She's like, ha, 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 fuck the bitch. Let her burn. Yeah. It's... Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. So they're going to call Not the four corners, over. all the directions. Uh, there's thunder. There's lightning. It's like a, like a 90s music video. It's certainly happening here. There's some great 90s like catalog of camera movements and editing, some spinning. That's a great trick. Nancy's got the the cool dagger. Only she gets to hold the dagger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a lightning gasm. And then suddenly it's morning. We start with like Rochelle waking up. Nev's already awake. I heard her screaming. And then <laughs> Nancy's there's... walking on the water. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, I, I saw a thing. It's it's just green screen and compositing. And Nancy's just like, did you feel that? He blessed me. I can feel him running through my veins. He's still inside me. It's like, okay. And they walk around a corner and there's all these like, dead sharks, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool little like uh, shot there where it like, goes over the rock. This was another thing taken it's from like the director's, 
director's like uh, history is that he apparently went on a uh, like family beach trip as a kid and there was just like a shit ton of dead sharks on the water. I just love that Nancy runs over and is like, look at this. It's so beautiful. And she's like rubbing this dead shark and nobody else is like, uh, what? When she yeah. yells, these are They're my like, gifts. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would they be our gifts? He's the nature. He's the sun. He's the rocks. Why does he want to kill the sharks? Yeah, I'm really. So Wouldn't that be like him damaging his own merchandise? Right. Or himself. Like, he's like cutting off his toes. Like, here you go, Nance. I love you. I feel like I didn't watch the sequel. I like Zoe Lister Jones, who wrote and directed it. I've not heard anything good about the I'm sequel. about the one that just came out. Yeah. Okay. Which it seems like it's one of those like sequels that's basically a remake, but like they're, like they're claiming it's a sequel. I would not be shocked if like somehow they were like had a like Manon midi chlorians explanation. Well, for, first of all, in it, I know. Is she? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I'm gonna watch this movie Just now. Love her shouting. God, she's damn it. rubbing a dead like bloody shark and screaming, "I can feel you in me." No one Why is. Why are like, these other people yeah. seeing her? Yeah. Like there are people gathered. There's sirens. There's police. There's all types of like regular beachgoers, just confused. And here she is at the end, talking about, "I'm your daughter now." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why are you squealing? Someone's why are you like, so loud? Teenagers why are you are touching weird. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next scene's when they're in the car. I would not have let Nancy drive. That's just me. But Nancy's just speeding yeah. in this convertible. Uh, Rochelle's smoking a cigarette, it- which I guess is our our hint that she's you know Breaking Bad or whatever. Mm. Whose car is it? I guess it's Nancy's, like with the money that she got. She bought a car, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I guess I guess her magic spell was cash yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Are they um, are they like just getting loans on all this stuff? Like, did they just get a mortgage for their penthouse and put a down payment down? Because like I, I just don't think one hundred seventy five thousand dollars really goes that far, even in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, you're in L.A. I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing from the director's history was apparently he had a friend who thought that he could time his driving just right to hit all green lights. And he can. That's the uh, thing. Well, the dude also ended up in a massive car accident because he was an arrogant asshole. No, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the car wow. lights keep turning green for them and she's a wild child. Which is her. Hey, what is that? Light? What is that color? Doesn't red mean stop? And then she turns to green. Yeah. Is this where they just suddenly announce that Bonnie's become a narcissist or something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like, yep. like we had not really like we got one scene where she like says nice ass to some guy and suddenly it's like, well, you've gone to the dark side. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Sarah's got like this this theory that everything's gone awry. And as the the showrunners and writers, whatever, mm-hmm. want it to be told to us everything is going awry but like her way of showing that to everyone is to tell nancy that she's paranoid and um how the love spell isn't exactly going the same and lario said that everything's gonna come back threefold and also you're a narcissist bonnie Mm -hmm. and it's like like we get it nancy's not hearing you and she's a little hard to face but why Mm -hmm. are you coming in the back seat why are you you telling bonnie off right now well she's like Hey, you two in the back seat. Like, what do you guys think? And Favors is like, they don't think. Let's, and I love that Rochelle was like, bitch. It's weird that none of them are like more concerned. Like, wow, all that sea life died. Should we be concerned that maybe our spells have a cost or, or something? You know, like, I don't know. They just like bl- brush right over that. Bonnie and Rochelle yeah. seem like they're kind of high in the back seat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, they just seem like they're high and they're sitting on like, I don't know. 
vibrators or something like they're just like, I, too it, excited it, it about seems like the director is like we really haven't done anything for your character so you're just gonna like laugh and like you know scoff at sarah in this scene because because well, reasons meanwhile we're compiling two different drafts of the script so this is the scene where sarah just unloads some, like thesis points from the movie on the other characters mm-hmm. um so they they almost get in a car wreck and nancy's like oh that was pretty close uh-huh uh, yeah, then this next scene here is where Rochelle like sees like almost totally bald like on the top. Uh, what's her name? Lizzie, Laura, something like that. Uh, awful Laura. racist lady. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it keeps falling out. I don't understand. What did I do to deserve this? And instead of being like, maybe you shouldn't have been so racist, she just is kind of like, ah, I guess I'm sad or something. Okay, there's there's two things here. One, Christine Taylor gets basically cryptkeeper hair. The hair only falls out the top of her head. She's got this long skullet. Two, there's a fascinating mirror shot with Rochelle it's where she's looking good. in the mirror. But it's not a mirror, though, because it's not reflected. It's like looking in the same no, but direction. It as kind her. of is. I, I guess it's not reflected. Yeah, okay. Okay, I, I guess it's very yeah. weird. It's very weird. It's supposed to be a little motif for something about how her soul is feeling different than her. I don't think they capture yeah, okay. it well. It looks like it's just the same shot on delay. Like yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they they could have done it so much better if you really wanted to have one side just be like disgusted with the other side or something like that. You know, yeah. Like a shame. If Troy and Belisario can pull off the whole mm-hmm. Alex mirror fake out thing, we could do we could do better. But the Crypt Keeper the- thing took me out because that's exactly what it's so fucking hilarious what they do with her hair. Well, and it's like are we supposed to feel bad for Laura Lizzie now? Yeah. It's going to grow bad. It doesn't really seem like she's learned a lesson or anything. It's, yeah. I, I guess you stuck it to her, but now you feel bad about sticking it to her. I don't know. It's it's this and the, the stuff with Skeetle Rick feel like they, they missed the mark on like, you know, a spell gone too far type situation. Well, there's, there's not, there's not enough landing strip to do a thing with Rochelle here. No, I think there definitely is. The, they just don't but do the, it. The movies, the, the movies like not giving her enough to like, to feel bad for punishing the girl who's been punishing her relentlessly and like becoming as bad as her. The movie's not doing enough with that. Um, Cause they want her to now be, they want her to now be evil with, with Feruza. <sighs> Meanwhile, at Robin's house, she's on the phone of Skeet. He makes a comment about what she looks like when while she's on the phone because he's ghost face. Uh, but he's like getting <laughs> aggressive about how he, he needs to be alone with her and have dinner with her. And she finally relents to having dinner with him the next night. So we cut to them driving out at, at night through the woods. This is like almost like a, this could have been like a David Lynch lost highway scene as they're driving through the woods. And they park at like a lookout point. And she's, I was shocked by this point alone. Just her opening up about her coven to him, of all people. I mean, it's like he's a brainless automaton now, so I guess he can. It's not you know, like, what's he going to do, you know? But yeah. this is where he basically, like, he, he loves her so much that he tries to rape her, which is just, it's it's all complicated by the fact that she has cast a spell to cause this to happen. Like, I feel like the metaphors are getting mixed up here. I would have thought that the argument would have been the spell makes you do what you're 
naturally inclined to do. But they don't really say that though, you know? So it's, yeah. on the one hand, it's like, wow, this guy really sucks. It was like, okay, but no, but you cast a spell on this guy. It's sort of making him do it. So I don't know where they know what to feel about the scene other than the, like maybe spell casting is bad. <laughs> but in general though, like I'm watching him try to sexually assault her. So I cannot feel bad for him. It's like, I, I get the context, but I, I cannot, because I'm visually watching him try to do this. It's, it's almost mm-hmm. impossible, even when there is the silly comedy before where he's like, you know, sometimes it's like we're one person and she's like, I'm not sure what you mean. He's like, I'm not sure what I mean either. <laughs> it's so absurd. Yeah, it's a weird subversion because it's like, what do you want me to feel here? It's like I have I have so many thoughts about this. But for one thing, like we know that rape is is generally not about like sexual desire. It's about right. like power and aggression. And so, like, for you to put it here, it's like he's supposed to be uh, madly in love with her to the point where he can't help, like, his feelings. Mm-hmm. Why is there a rape coming into this? And it's like, it's almost as if they want, it's like someone behind the scenes has a rape fantasy and wants to put it in there in a way where it's like, well, you can't blame the rapist this time because mm-hmm. he's under a spell. And it, it's just like, wh- why would you, that's just not, that's not how love works. If he were so madly in love all the time that he can't help it. And I mean, that's been displayed all this time, but it wasn't, it never came on any other grand gesture where he like built her house with flowers or anything. Right. Okay. He asked to move in with her. But or that's about it. Outside. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, no other grand gesture, but he felt so compelled that he was going to rape it's, her. It's weird that we say... found a way to, to work in an attempted rape scene where it's not the guy's fault. Seemingly, you know, you're like, yeah. would you yeah. say it's, it's almost as if this is a movie written and directed by men? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like my main issue with David Lynch sometimes. I'm like, I want to enjoy it so bad, but you do so many man things. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Ah. yeah. So uh, Sarah runs to Rochelle's house, or is this Rochelle's house? She's the one who answers the door. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Um, yeah. I think so. And she tells him about you know, like what just happened. Oh, he looks into his eyes. He seems so, so empty, like it wasn't even him. Great. <laughs> Already absolving. Yeah. Already absolving. What? Well, and, and so it's like the, the, the crew has been assembled and I, I, I watched this scene and it's like favorites is so furious that I thought she's going to go like, fuck this guy up. Like she's going to rip his skin off. And this scene goes the absolute opposite way. Well, so she, she shows up. She knows about this party at trays or whatever. Like I'm going to go, you know, play him or whatever. She shows up sure. dressed half like Stevie Nicks, half like Kate Beckinsale in Underworld. Um, <laughs> Love the like uh, sticks her tongue out the one chick as she passes. That's great. This party looks like it's straight out of 10 Things I Hate About You. And Breckenmeyer's dressed like Polly Shore. Also, this, so now Skeet Ulrich is just like chilling with his bros. It's like he can function at a party here. Like he implied earlier that he can't function. All he thinks about is, is Sarah. And now he's just fine. And I, I have to laugh at this girl who comes up like she's fucking Skeet Ulrich's secretary to be like, hey, that girl's here or whatever. Well, and then it, it just, it complicates things further by like she, for uh nancy goes upstairs with skeet ulrich and it's like coming on to him and he's just like no stop <laughs> it's like now now he's the one having to say like what what are we doing here what 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 are we trying to communicate with all these like weird mixed messages about sexual assault and then she's like all like glamour myself by like screaming and mm-hmm. suddenly i look like uh, uh sarah here and then he's like okay I'm into it now. Yeah, I'm down to clown. Yeah. yeah. Also, very loosely, the four girls are supposed to represent the four elements, which is why there's a roaring fire in this scene. <laughs> this baby represents fire. Yeah. In this empty bedroom that no one yeah. was in in this house. Yeah. 
seems like yeah. a fire hazard. What are we doing? This is California. You trying to start a forest fire? What are you doing? I've never also, been to one of these parties. Do they just have rooms that are known to be available for sex? With upstairs fireplaces? Does somebody Absolutely. call them? Like, you know, Absolutely. like, yeah. This is where Timberlake's doing blow of Facebook. First come, first serve situation. Yeah, Yeah, it's not even like the coat room. Like Mm. you would think it would be like, oh, this is clearly somewhere else that we just ducked into. It's just like the fireplace (laughs) room. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm an adult who's getting older. But like, if you come and stay at my house, even in a guest bedroom, if you're going to have sex, I have paperwork for you to fill out beforehand. Like, (laughs) this is not like free use, flat surface, get get laid. Um, He makes a comment about how he doesn't want to get his cock bitten off. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, what, what was this relationship like before? The last time, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because, like, he clearly has memories about, like, the, like, it clearly was a thing. We barely get a lot about it, but it clearly was a thing. And it makes me think that, like, she, I don't know, but I feel a little bit like Nancy was looking for a reason to somehow involve herself with Chris again. And maybe it's supposed to be implied that she was like burning inside that Mm. Sarah was dating him. And like, they have similar cars. They both got like a red convertible, apparently. Like she's just really into him or something. And then she shows up and she's like, this is how I'm gonna get my revenge. But really it's, I wanted to go to this party that he was at and I'm gonna show up as me and then I'm gonna seduce him and then maybe hurt him and then he'll feel bad. But that plan didn't work because he really didn't want her and he rejected her, which is why she's like screaming right before she does the glamor. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. ah, you don't want me. Like she actually really still wants this guy even though she hates him. And so does Sarah want this guy even though she hates him it's really weird yeah there, there definitely could have been more scenes exploring what's going on between chris and nancy like earlier in the movie mm-hmm. yeah. um and then i okay. mean the script is is a mess and yet somehow favors of bulk is showing up to every scene like she's a fireworks factory covered in gasoline yeah so the, the rest of the girls show up to the party rochelle runs into uh christine taylor with a wig on now oh so so you rigged ours working here <laughs> well, you, you I mean, obviously it's a wig. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Fine. Okay. It's such a comically bad wig, too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then uh, Sarah walks in on Chris making out with Nancy here, and suddenly Nancy looks like Nancy again instead of Sarah. He says, "You're a witch." They were right. They mm-hmm. says they usually are, but it's like Chris, you literally called them the bitches of Eastwick earlier. The only reason yeah. you're loathe her is because uh, she casts a spell on you. And this is where she just like does like a weird spell and like blows him out the window and he dies. <laughs> just hilarious. Yeah. Her rage I, gets too big. I, but I feel like this was like, again, like two different versions of the script combined together. Because at one point he says to Fariza, you're just jealous. And she's like, jealous? You don't even exist to me. It's like, you just tried to fuck him. He kind of exists to you. Totally exists to you. She's so mad that he exists to her. Yeah. yeah. She says, uh, Actually, by treating women like whores when you were the whore, that's going to stop. Fair. Like, and this point. is where we could have gone with the movie. Like, she was the antihero for me because fuck that guy. Let him mm-hmm. fall out the window and die. That could have been the trajectory. We could have been just, you know, like getting all this like justice and fuck boys and ah. Frieza Balk does some like, truly insane, just like shaking her head all over the place, like she's losing her mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's sorry, sorry, sorry. And then he just kind of falls out a window, and we don't really see the the hit. And I'm just, I'm waiting, like, 
break, did he break his neck? Did he just like hurt himself? And you're just like, oh, he's dead, I guess. Like eventually you're like, well, I guess that was it for him. Well, it's like the next day, Robin's in, in, in bed talking to her dad and she's like, oh, I didn't want him to get hurt. He was a good guy deep down. And I'm like, was he? Where's the information, girl? <laughs> yeah. Where did you yeah. get that impression? Was it from the first day you met him and he told everyone that he like not only he fucked you, but you were the worst fuck he'd ever had? <sighs> There's no evidence to support that. Oh, there is a shit too. She says, Don't touch me, everything turns to shit. But still, I think you can get one fucking one shit. Yeah, you're allowed to fucking a few shits. Uh so she yeah. cuts out she up a picture of the four of them of uh, just um Nancy and does like this binding spell thing, literally wrapping ribbon around this thing. Mm-hmm. And then finds a wind machine to And this this shot of like this dream or maybe not a dream where they all like fly in is pretty cool. Like it's the other fantasy. three. Yeah. They're like having these three fly in the window at me? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And they're like all choking <laughs> her. Yes, please. And then suddenly uh, she wakes up. Oh, that was scary. She goes and hides in so, the bathroom at school and they like telepathically open up the uh or telekinetically open up the latch on the thing that she doesn't notice, even though it's right in front of her. But we find out though that that they sent her that dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they decided like, to get revenge you know on her by I don't know messing with her mentally. I'm not sure why they want revenge. Well, I guess now they do because she put the binding spell or tried to do make a binding spell. I guess that's what's going on. Okay, there was a a WBCW show called The Circle. I think lasted for one season. I wonder how much of a ripoff of all this that was. I just remember that every time that trended on Twitter, I thought people were talking about the Emma Watson movie and I'd get excited, but then it wasn't about that. Of course. That, yeah. Of course. How quickly are sorry. you going to jump on that sequel? Are they making a sequel to that? The book. The book. Sorry. You got me excited there for a second. I yeah. love that movie. Just just change your Twitter bio to like the number one circle <laughs> fan. Uh, so John Boyega is like I barely know you lady but like here's the key to the kingdom basically here's how to take down the entire company have fun yeah I love that movie there's just something comical about seeing Tom Hanks side by side in a scene of Pat Oswalt mm-hmm. like they could not physically look different it's hilarious to me um, or the guy who dies in the truck he just drives right off a cliff yeah, we've already anyway. done the circle or else we'd have to do it again on the spot recircle mm-hmm. the recircle yeah we circle back we come full circle um anyway so they don't need a fourth now they say as they're like harassing her because like dance or uh, sarah's doing the thing where she's like this is fun for a while but people are dead now and you know they're like they're like if you're gonna leave the circle you need to leave the school and maybe the city as well or maybe even the, the moral coil yeah. you know favorites of balk has become kylo ren um tell sarah that she knows that she did a spell on her reminds her that in the olden days which would be killed for betraying her coven. Well, with the, the, the mm-hmm. costume now, uh, Sarah is like in this like white turtleneck and blue jacket where it's like, she's not one of the bad girls anymore. It's like, no, this is right. She's Glenda, the good witch. Don't be like these bad witches. Yeah. And then Nev gleefully insinuates that they've been sending her like sex nightmares. Cause, cause now, yeah. uh, Bonnie and Rochelle are, are just evil, I guess, or something like yeah. They're just like muhaha, we hate you. Like mindless. They're just they're just extensions. It's like why of... do you think this? Why why are you so anti you know uh Sarah now? It's not really explained. Yeah. So Sarah runs back to the uh the Botanica place, the the magic box here, 
And this whole thing where she's like confessing all her fears and, and what's going on to her to this like witch lady. And she like the witch lady like hugs her and like she's kind of smiling over her shoulder. And I was like, oh, shit, she's evil. Yeah. Like something weird is going to happen evil. now. But then it doesn't. It, it, I was like yeah. so let down by that. So she like leads her to the back room that she couldn't go into earlier where there's 500 candles lit already. Um, and there's like a back room. There's an intersection between like black lights and candles and a pentagram like glow in the dark. And the magic shop owner is just like, this is a temple built in a place of power. Like Robin Tunney can like Valley hear the Tony. voice of her mother telling her to be strong. So they're going to like invoke the spirit. And, you know, Robin Tunney's like, this is what made Firuza crazy, but they're going to do it anyway. And then basically there's like a fireball in the next room. So like Robin Tunney freaks out and runs out. But I was like, if you stayed here and did this, this movie would be over 25 minutes early. Oh, yeah. It's just like she just leaves. Like it comes to nothing. It's really bizarre that like they built all this like what's in the back room stuff up and then she just runs away. Because that's my thing about this movie. I feel like this movie is is maybe 20 minutes too long. There's like a voiceover of Nancy, I think, during that scene um, where like she tries to do her little invocation, which every time she puts her arms up in the little like invocation thing, she has the weirdest like hereditary. I know she one of the arms, it's like she's not into it. She's like, I'm not really gonna lift this arm all the way. <laughs> her fingers do weird things. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think you hear like Nancy's voice just a little bit over that explosion. And so she's like, Oh no, she has the power of my She can see everything. Ah, she's gonna come get me right now because she knows I'm doing this, and then she mm-hmm. runs out. I think is what happens. She runs hilariously. Yeah, she looks crazy. <laughs> she's just like her arms are akimbo. <laughs> <laughs> so she yeah. gets home she takes a call and because scream is so influential on me this is a like 90s teenage movies. girl with a cordless phone yeah. i kept thinking roger jackson was gonna be other than this line like uh what's the matter huh this yeah. is a really involved prank where like they've set up that like we wrote in on the the, the uh, phone book like the flight your parents are taking and then like did a whole fake TV broadcast about this plane crashing to make you think your parents died in a plane crash. It's really involved, but we don't, we don't find out for later until they're like, that was just a fake thing we did. By the way, your dad's still alive. At that time. It's like her dad's in the back. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like they had to explain it to the people who didn't get it. Yeah. There's literally an episode of South park where a kid makes Cartman eat pubes. Right. So Cartman kills his parents and feeds them to him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, snakes, lizards, spiders, rats, slimy things are everywhere. It's just like a fucking maggot. It's it's gross. pretty impressive how big it goes with all these like creepy crawlies here. Like it just keeps going rats. and going. Yeah. Yeah. The only place that there's not anything is the tub where she goes to hide at one point. Mm-hmm. And then Feruza is just like, if I was as pathetic as you are, I would have killed myself years or ages ago. You should get on with it. Burn. Damn. I was like, shit, this movie's not slowing down at all. Like, Beirut is hitting the gas on everything. Um, so she comes downstairs and the other two are literally just like, like Bonnie and Rochelle are just like her backup dancers now pretty much. They're just like standing in the background, not saying anything. And they all float Jaws, in the air. Jaws is like, she needs backup. Mm-hmm. And then they start uh, singing, I'm under your spell. Yeah, so favors is just like her master plan. It's just like you're gonna kill yourself tonight. And I kept thinking, like, shit, this is gonna be going to like dark Mrs. Danvers thing where they're gonna just like taunt her into I don't know. They like magic a note in her handwriting. It says, I killed yeah. Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Are you really sorry? So she runs back upstairs and Rochelle's like, 
why isn't she using magic on us? And Nancy's like, because she's weak. <laughs> I think uh, Nancy like like slashes her wrist here too or something. Not not the right way, not the correct yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I, I, I I guess she's not into it because she's did it the right way before. So I feel like they're this is like implying that she's like not totally into this pressure. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it gets a little mixed up here. Yeah, that's that's one way of putting and it. And then all of a sudden, um, Nancy's like holding daggers to Rochelle's neck. You know, like get your lazy asses upstairs, or I'll slit your throat. Like, why yeah. are you still on Team Nancy? Like, what are you getting out of this? Yeah, it gave it gave me cult leader. I mean, I know I I listen to a lot of podcasts about cults, and I'm very into cults, but it was very much like, oh, they feel threatened. <laughs> like they they feel they have to go along with it. Maybe that's their little way of explaining to us that they feel you know afraid of her. So they're going. They picked whichever one they were more afraid of, and they're like, we're on that team right now. I think if, if like, they'd, while you're yeah. upstairs, I'm going to design Nexium tattoos. If they'd emphasize that more and maybe maybe more of like a fear of losing what they gained through, you know, like if Bonnie, if, if if she knows that she doesn't do this, the scars will come back like she feels like she has to. Um, mm. I don't know what they could do for Rochelle there. I, I don't think they gave her a very good um, <laughs> thing to overcome there. Apparently that was not in the original script. But then they cast her. They're like, oh, we're just going to make your triumph to overcome racism. She's like, yeah. great. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, what, what were they going to do? Like, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha's going to grow her hair back? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> um, yeah, so Robin's on the floor of her room doing some chanting. She's got to invoke the spirit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she doesn't, I don't know, this is not bad, though. When the, when the two of them do come up the stairs, like, they look in the mirror, like, Robin's on this magic where it's like, Nev has, like, this, like, two-face, scarred up face. face. Yeah. And like Rochelle's like losing her hair on top. She's got of going the bald, bald. Cap. She's got the Crypt Keeper look going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My notes just say Sarah uses glamour three times power. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a yeah. video game. Isn't that like, wasn't that a big thing in Charm? Like the power of three? Never seen it. Ah, that fucking show. Yeah. I never watch it myself. Um, the, the photo of the dead mom comes alive here and just like smiles. Like an Instagram boomerang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so Robin's invoke Manon. I was expecting this fight to be a little bigger here, and like it's like, oh, she's powering up, like her her scar or the bleeding, you know, uh, cuts on her wrists are disappearing. She's like regaining her strength. All the picture frames get all spooky, and then finally Nancy I, comes I, up, and she just like comes out of the mirror and is like, hey, yeah. <laughs> And they have like, I mean, I know this this movie only has so much of a budget, and they do this effect where like they fly out into the hallway and they're like they turn the set sideways. I just kept thinking like, go bigger, like do the inception. Well, you got all the thing. maggots and like cockroaches and whatnot, which I guess is supposed to be mm-hmm. like Nancy's fears becoming white trash again, and so all these cockroaches are like crawling all over her body. <laughs> she gives her Medusa hair at one yeah. point. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so earlier. Sarah had done a uh, another one of those binding spells where she like like uh, favors that couldn't hurt anybody. So technically, in this hallway fight, she doesn't actually hurt her because she can't. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The the shot of Nancy pulling the dagger out and screaming and flying at her is like hilarious. It's like so like a horror movie like killer clown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah, she tries to stab her. It doesn't even happen. Doesn't work. Doesn't land. Yeah. Totally the bound. 
clothes like inflating and like she appears in them is a weird yeah it's, it's like she know. disappeared totally into the floor and then came back yeah it's a little weird yeah it's like every power they could think that maybe would be cool that didn't fit into the rest well, of the film they just put it, it in this one and she's walking out of mirrors it's she's like what into the floor what effects have we already seen in like music videos of the late 80s and early 90s that we could incorporate like the only thing missing is for like did like the tom petty cake person <laughs> thing you know um yeah so then it's it's all it's she, she wins by just like kicking her in the stomach she like reappears from the ground and like gives her the double kick and she flies the nancy flies into a mirror and it breaks and she falls to the ground it's like and that's it like okay yeah. maybe i don't know maybe i'm expecting too much after a decade of like superhero movies you know where they massive fights and power-ups and all that shit or something but it's pretty like, but we had a whole robin tiny's and just it like was snap a dagger. Her fingers. yeah there's a dagger yeah like like where does it go from here did you call the asylum directly like what what's happening like, yeah she's crazy uh, hello, Can arkham? You take her away <laughs> arkham i have a crazy yeah um bradley yeah and then it's just like cut to sunny day Bonnie and Rochelle show up and they're just like, so we're cool, right? But this scene, it it both feels like it's the next day and like three months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like the, the parents are coming back from somewhere or something. Like it seems like they're unpacking a car. Mm-hmm. And like Nev is wearing the ugliest fucking dress. Uh and they're like, hey, that whole thing where we tried to kill you, our bad. <laughs> Um, I felt like she was moving. I I don't know why, but I assumed that they were getting the hell out of town. I would. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Well, that house is fucked. And then <laughs> and then she's like, I it's like oh I've like sorry about that glamour of the plane crash. Clearly, your dad's still alive. Practical joke. Ha 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 ha. Uh, we don't have power anymore. It's weird how that happened. It's just like so much exposition right at the end here. Do you want to hang out and do yeah. some chanting sometime? Which is very gay. <laughs> and then uh, I think it's Rochelle says, oh, she probably doesn't have powers anymore. And then Sarah's just like, nah, boom. I like made a very complicated, you know, lightning storm appear to strike a tree. So then a branch would fall behind you or something like that. Two girls show up in your driveway, like wanting to do magic in. And you think that of me? Hmm. I am the one who strikes lightning on that tree. Yeah. Um. And then she tells them, like, be careful, you end up like Nancy. And then we get the, the epilogue where, like, Feyre's a balk has basically become, like, a Batman villain. <laughs> yeah, seriously. She's, She's like, really going a- for it in some of these facial expressions here. Again, yeah. I, I tell me that half the PLO writers at least did not see this movie She's and like, fucking I can it. fly. I'm flying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's given a little bit of, like, if Mona were a bit crazier and Radley. Yeah, and then that's just well, the yeah. end of the movie. It's like, okay, I guess Sarah's a a super powerful witch now, and Nancy's in the loony bin, and that's it. And the like credit it. song is Heather Nova covering Peter Gabriel, and it's not great. This soundtrack, <laughs> I don't love the soundtrack at all. I like how soon. I don't blame you. Yeah, the cover of How Soon Is Now is fine. I don't know the rest of it. All right, well, oh, Sarah. So if you could if you could make one change in this movie what would it be oh, i've got notes <laughs> oh please find it i wrote a list of things i would change and then no, i was like well it. i have to pick one no no um, no. do the list this is a list movie when it comes to it. changes 
I'm so bad at like switching from the just deep full screen yourself. <laughs> um, do, do, do. Okay. Oh, can you hear me? Because I'm yeah. having a computer freeze. Oh, you know, cool. You. All right. Um, wow, I write a lot. <laughs> at the bottom of the nope, this is not a okay. At the bottom of this, note, I have three notes for our recording. Um, okay. I only wrote like five things. The thing I, I decided would be my top one was the whole rape thing. I mean, like we talked about it, but it's like, why? This is just, a, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. We know rape is not about like love. This doesn't make any sense that he's under a love spell. It, mm. There's just so many other ways to show that it went overboard. If you want to take it there. Mm. Um, definitely the girls turning against Sarah the way that they did uh this doesn't really make sense towards the end I mean aside from like me reaching and saying they were fearful of Nancy it just doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. these girls had a little bit of fleshing out I wanted them to have more but they had a little bit and now they have none like at Mm -hmm. the end it's just like who are they what does this mean what is this so they never cared about anything ever like it's just weird um i would have changed rochelle feeling guilty about the hair thing who gives a fuck she's a racist um and yeah i would have given i would have given um rochelle and bonnie a lot more i mean you know a movie is not that long it's short but i would have given them a lot more fleshing out if i could have Mm, definitely yeah yeah uh, so mine, I don't know, I, I could list a lot, but I, I really just wanted more to explain why Bonnie and Rochelle are willing to go along with Nancy. Once it's clear that Nancy is like gone insane, like why are they so willing to, if not outright try to murder Sarah to at least scare the shit out of her and hope she kills herself? Like what, what is the motivation behind that? Um, and then my secondary one would be, I, I feel like they needed to give Rochelle a different, um, motivations wrong word but like a different thing to be coming you know getting over whatever other than like horrible racist because there's no it's like it's not there's not a downside to that it's not like i wish to be beautiful but then i i became full of myself or something it's not like oh i i too much wanted somebody to not be a racist you know like what what is you know there's there's no (laughs) monkey's paw scenario there it's like no that's that person was horrible and they should uh you know they deserve what they got like I, there's no downside here well so wish for too much peace yeah <laughs> the correlation between like this chick's a horrible horrific racist to like she lost her hair yeah yeah i, I it's like it's not quite the same it's not payback. like making a, a wish that has some some aspect of it that like oh you didn't consider that or like they're just i mean you're there's not nothing gonna... there yeah you're not going to put Kristen Taylor like in blackface and be like, I turned her black or whatever, but like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what, yeah. I, but I, I, I almost feel like you have such a fertile ground for so much in this movie. I normally wouldn't say this, but like, I almost feel like this would be a great, like six episode TV show it's, or something. It's called Charmed. Or miniseries. <laughs> I don't think this is called Charmed. I, I think Charmed is I, the worst Aaron Spelling knockoff bullshit. I, I do wonder what the, um, what the original plotline was for Rochelle before they change it. It's somewhere in IMDb. I just it, I don't yeah. recall. Yeah. Uh, something about an eating disorder. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that, which even that's almost too similar. What sensitive to, way would they handle that? That's almost too similar to Nef, Nef Campbell's. I feel like it's more body stuff, basically. Yeah. Yeah. How would they have handled that? Like, what would have been her? Oh, this went too far. Like, 
because you had that he vomited on adaptation of thinner i don't know you, yeah. i mean what would the mm, wish be i can skinny. eat whatever i want or i'm I, yeah i get too yeah. skinny i guess yeah or something like that i'd never get full mm-hmm. i yeah. don't know yeah. i mean that's a, that's a fucking willy wonka plot line like you know what i mean like, that's not... <laughs> all right yeah. what's your make one change marco like i said i i i i don't even know where to begin i mean all the things you guys mentioned are issues I almost feel like the movie is too long, but also not long. It's only an hour and really... forty minutes. It's not very long. <laughs> but I mean, like, like just rhythm-wise, by the time we got to like the final sequence in the house, I was like, I'm ready for this to be over mm-hmm. or have been over. Um, I, I, like I said, I almost feel like these, you need like different medium to tell the story so it can just expand. This would be a great like uh, um, Lois Duncan novel. I don't know. Somewhere in there is my change. All right. Um, any uh, best or worst pieces of IMB, IMDb trivia we'd like to highlight here? Uh, let me switch tabs again. <laughs> um, I did highlight a few, but I don't know if they... I think we may have already spoken about them. Oh, the thing with the whole, like, the scene, the invocation scene, and, like, all of the... The stuff started going wonky, like the tide oh, kept yeah. rising every time they got into the invocation. Right, that was my over yeah. and over again. Yeah, I don't know if I entirely yeah. believe that, or if they just like said that because it would sound good in the promotional material. For sure, it's a good story. It does sound good. Yeah. Uh, my worst would just be years later, Rachel True talking about how like she got ignored by the promotional materials and like not invited to the MTV Awards and shit like that. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I- Told by her agent to not hang out with Feyruza Balk because Feyruza Balk was a wild girl, but she could get away with it because she was white. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you can't rebel like that. Yeah. You're black, honey. <laughs> Which it fucking sucks, but is, is, I don't know, probably true for the fucking way the, the industry worked at that time. Yeah. Um, my, I have several, like the Feyruza buying the magic shop, which was called Pan Pipes Magical Marketplace, which is hilarious <laughs> title to me. Um, I had the, the Rachel Truth thing where she gets ignored by MTV. Um, the short skirts, and then they almost cast Angelina Jolie and Alicia Silverstone. They both auditioned for Sarah. <laughs> be Sarah. I mean, Angelina's life Angelina's is a Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah she's a, she's. A I, mean, I, I, I mean, she would not have done ever it as watched, well. I don't think. But if you've ever seen Gia, the movie that to me put her on the map, it's she's playing Nancy in mm. that movie. Uh, oh, and then Katy Perry has a song that's apparently uh, inspired by the craft. Sure. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. All right. So, uh, is this movie better than I Am Number Four? I'll say yes. This is tricky. Yes and no. Yes, it's a better movie. I Am Number Four is so much clearer and how much and how stupid and entertaining. I, it I feel is. like this is just more original, so I got to give it merit for that whereas like i'm number four is like the most paint by numbers like uh knockoff ya you know adaption type thing yeah yeah um and then for middle movie i don't know did uh did we have you pick one to me or i th- i totally forgot to have oh. to me think of a middle movie i still thought of a middle movie. Oh, go for <laughs> oh, okay, wonderful 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 um because i was listening to the pod and i was like oh, oh wonderful um but again i have so many tabs um <laughs> okay um i was thinking either of clueless or encino man just to keep it with the decade um so i guess 
like Clueless? It's like good and bad. Like it's a middle, you know, everyone can watch it. For me, Clueless is like in my top 20 movies of all time, probably. So it's oh, like okay. definitely so let's not go better with than Encino Clueless. Man. <laughs> is it, is it yeah. better than Encino Man? Good question. <laughs> Buddy. I'd say yeah. yes, just for the lack of Polly Shore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are, there are hardcore Polly Shore stands out there. Sure I, I didn't hate him at that time. No, I I, I remember really I liking buy with that same. I mean, he's he's the same in every yeah, movie, yeah. Though, right? But I don't know. For some okay. reason, I like that movie. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, is Polly Shore any better or worse than like a Rob Schneider? I, I, I don't know. I think he's like an anti-vaxxer now or something. So who knows? Well, let's oh, let's no. find out what uh, Polly Shore thinks about masks and vaccinations. Uh, is yeah. it better than Jurassic Park? I'll say no. Charitably. Yeah, yeah not quite. I do think there's a bet, much better movie here if they just did more work on the script. I feel like that all the elements came together, but the writing was just not there. Yeah, it's disappointing. It's definitely disappointing because it has it could have been. But you can definitely see why a lot of people like this movie, just because they were they they're not remembering the specifics of it, just like the the general vibe and the performances and whatnot. Like it's there's lots of good stuff to be nostalgic about if you don't look too closely. Hundred percent. Yeah. A seminal classic. Yeah. I just wish Sarah, like, how do you forgive this? I mean, I, I know he died, but like you forgive this guy who apparently had some good in him, but you don't forgive your friends who were pressured into trying to make you kill yourself. I just feel like they're not <laughs> drop a tree branch. At least you had good memories with those girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the, well, she's like talking to her dad and she's like, Oh, I didn't want him to die. He was a good guy. I'm like, is he, you could just say, you could just say, I didn't want him to die. <laughs> You don't have to absolve There's him. never a single scene where, like, maybe he's he might be a good guy. He's from like an very, asshole from the very jump. Yeah, from the yes. very beginning when he's just like, "Are you free this afternoon?" And she's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "I'm not." Yeah. It's like he's not a good guy. <laughs> not at all, honey. No. Uh, all right. Well, that Let's was see. the craft. Thank you so much for yep. joining us on this to meet. Yes. It's definitely a fun trip back to the '90s. Um, thank you for having me absolutely and a good excuse for me to finally watch this movie so thank you so much <laughs> you're welcome uh i don't you're know welcome. what we're doing next we're probably going to take a few weeks off to figure out what we're going to cover next on the pod but hey if people have suggestions feel free to send them our way at some Are point we watching the original sin what's going on with that i have to now because you told me that Feyre's is in it i know that that, that people gave it oh, shit no. because not oh, the, 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 oh, that's, yeah. oh, the PLL. Oh, original. Yeah, scene. I'll watch the first one. I mean, that won't be out to like next year, though, right? I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah, they have, they're not. That. They're f- starting filming at the end of this month. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and they, they have a COVID filming. schedule. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, and it's that thing too where they can announce the cast, and I'm like, oh, cool. I've never heard of any of these people, so. I mean, for a teen show, one of them. you probably shouldn't have heard of any of them, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew I knew who Lucy Hale was when PLL started. I definitely recognized Troyan's last name. Wow. Look at you. I mean, Ashley Benson had been in things. She'd been in the background of other movies. So, mm-hmm. and we uh, talked about Skeet so much. Skeet Ulrich and didn't bring up um, Lucy, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't know if that's she went, to, she went to London for six months. I don't know if that's still like happening or not. Who knows? Also, she's over oh, yeah. thirty. No, 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 it's, okay. it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, they're done. 
apparently. I mean, yeah, he's 50, but she's 30. It's fine. So yeah. she's, she's yeah. totally the killer in that AMC thing she's doing, right? Like, I don't know. Ragdoll? Yeah. It's like they a, know what's good for them. She's yes. like the new detective <laughs> on the case or something. I'm just like, I don't know I, about that. I just want to hear Lucy Hale's British accent. Hello, governor. 100%. I'm the new couple in this case. Hello, sister. <laughs> That's great. He's going to catch his ragdoll killer. I am, I am. <laughs> She's like from Essex specifically. I'm Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. I am, I am. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, I was, everyone. I brought my talking pig doll. What's up? <laughs> and uh, we will be back in a few weeks, probably. Mm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.